Shut up and sit down. Cinderella. <laughs> you don't need it. Ugh. Your exact words. I don't need it. Ooh. You don't need dick? I don't need it. What is it? It? Yeah, what's it? Whatever I need it to be. <laughs> but you don't need it. So it can be nothing, too. <laughs> so you don't need nothing? No, it's a double negative. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what you're talking about. Don't try about to figure here. it out, just, yo. Just let it roll. Just I mean, go with it. I know it's Tuesday night, and I know that uh, you probably had a long, hard day at work. And I have. You haven't got to see your honey really yet. No one has suffered like I've suffered. Uh, your dogs are probably pissing and shitting all over the backyard and <laughs> everywhere. Probably in the house somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's right. I just threw that out there. Can we turn fucking Buster Rhymes down just one scad? I can't hear you. Like, you know, I, I look bet, at your mouth. I and bet I see the other people wiki. wearing headsets could hear me just fine, perfectly. It's weird how when you wear a headset. Oh, so we're gonna ostracize us two? That, that decided cool? intentionally not to wear your headsets. It's okay. I can turn it down. Uh, Is see, that better? Look at that. Well, Is that I can, better? I can hear you now. Oh, Are we yeah. recording this? We've been recording for <laughs> almost two minutes now, a minute and a half. Uh, that whole Hello, conversation. Podcast listeners. Yeah. So I, I was listening to the, com- by the way, this is the new Utah podcast. Uh, I don't think we've said that yet. Uh, it's episode 22. 22. 22. We're legal now. At least, at least we haven't gotten that wrong yet. I don't think. I hope not. There was, there was like this. Eight level eighteen sixteen conundrum that was kind of funky. Oh, well, quinceanera. We it was quinceanera. Yeah, there was some some yeah. funkiness. I think there. we said quinceanera at sixteen, and it should have been fifteen. I don't know. Doesn't we'll, matter. We'll fired. That's all right. So we've been drinking for uh, a good solid week now uh, in podcast years. Um, I'll drink to that. Uh, so yeah, I was listening to some of the interviews that you guys did without me at the Halloween Expo. Um, they were good. Huh? They were so good. And long. <laughs> just so nice. Let's just say I edited a bunch of shit out. <laughs> oh. Some of them I haven't got to, and, and we won't post for probably another week or two, like the the one with Jen McGrew. McGruder? McGrew? McGrew. McGrew, uh, who is awesome, and our friend on Facebook. Yeah, we had like two and a half-ish hours of just bullshitting with her. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, it was really- Every word was a riveting story uh, in and of itself. See, that's where I don't think you, uh, <laughs> you quite grasp what the term riveting means. <laughs> I'm about to rivet you, and then we'll find out if I know what riveting means. But, uh, yeah, so we, we, uh, we have a lot of content still. Uh, we posted a really long show last week. Uh, we will probably post a pretty long show this week, and maybe we'll cut it down to an hour and a half at some point again. Maybe not. We'll kind of see where that takes us, but, uh, we still have a ton of stuff. Probably over the next couple of weeks, we'll be uh, playing from the Halloween Expo. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a whole lot of fun. I wish I wouldn't have gotten sick at the show and leading into all of last week, basically, though. It's hard not to, though, when everyone comes by and they breathe on you with their freaking cooties. They're shaking hands. And, shaking hands you know, and whatever else you're touching. Sticking tongues and mouths. Captain and, Sweatpants. Captain Sweatpants. Uh, right. 
That was a fun show, though. It was a really fun experience to get to really more than anything, just hang out and talk to people. Yep. Um, which is kind of what I like about those shows. Um, my my big regret <clears throat> is maybe I don't even want to bring this up because I can only imagine the shit storm that's about to fly out of someone's mouth when I say this, but <laughs> I, I'm really sad that I missed Oscar and Julia because that was a really cool interview and they they're young, passionate artists who are really talented and I've listened to their entire CD and I just I regret not having been there to Ask them the really tough questions that only I can ask. <laughs> like what? Have they had a threesome with their bass player? Dude, get out of my head. <laughs> get out of my head. I think the answer to that is no. They seem very LDS. Well, wait. Is the bass player handsome? He was pretty handsome. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. Dude, don't you don't, don't underestimate the bass player. They sneak up on you with that boom, 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 boom. And next thing you know, they're boom, boom, boom. <laughs> You. They're slapping the bass. They're slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. Which is actually a bass technique. Slap bass. True story. Yeah. Do you play bass? No, but my husband does. Does he? <laughs> so, yeah, that voice is uh, uh, Jeremy's sister, Holly. Hi, everybody. Holly M. Gates. Uh, she is joining us today. Um, we're going to talk to Jeremy and Holly specifically about their paranormal investigations. We'll have a couple of interviews from paranormal investigators from the show. Uh, and we'll talk about some other crap, I'm sure. But I am your host. My name is Chris. I'm going to introduce myself first because I'm better than all these other fuckers. <laughs> and, In what uh, bizarro universe? I mean, technically, I introduced Holly first, so she's clearly the best. She's That's clearly right. the best. Wow. Uh, then it has to be Jess next because she's better than us. Definitely better than you. Not that you say that, but just because I want to play. No, Jess play. is a sweetheart. She did a great job helping set up for the show, helping. She did pretty much the whole fucking thing. Um, and then... You know, offering to bring me food down at the Haunted Forest where I was working this last weekend for no reason other than she's just super nice. Thanks. She's a great friend, and we are lucky to have her. We have a, a friendship and also a pod friendship. Is that... That's weird. I don't even know what that means. The, the, pod, the friendship? pod friendship? <laughs> Is that like where you get into the same pod before the it's Earth like, explodes? Is that there a movie, The Pod People? Yeah, dudes, is it like that? Dudes! I'm Never, just trying to figure out what you're talking about again. I'm saying that we're doing this podcast together, and it brings us close like a bond. Okay. And that's Josh, the confusing guy for six and a half <laughs> minutes. His name is Josh Butterfield. Hi. I'm not confusing. Josh is a uh, a real estate agent. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say real. Is it realtor? I would say it wrong. Yeah. Real estate agent is totally fine. Okay. And a uh, game designer. Who sells himself short way too often. Very true. And uh, he does some other shit um, for the U. Um, and, uh, yeah, owns some dogs. <laughs> Best introduction wife. ever. Uh, Could you actually have my name written down on something and wipe your bum with it while you're saying this? You just said hi. I was trying to talk you up about the things that you've done in your life. Well, yeah, I was. I was. I love. I feel like I know these people so well now. From our time together. Yeah, but they that may not know you. What if we have new listeners? We don't. <laughs> you don't know that? Have you we seen don't. all of our likes No, I've, lately? I've asked uh, them all. No. No, I think I think we do. I haven't looked uh, in the last week or so, not since the expo, but... They keep coming out of the woodwork because of my dulcet tones. I think after the expo, we picked up one or two new followers, maybe. We also have the busiest architect on the planet, Thank Jeremy you. Gates. And handsome devil. Oh, well, thank you. 
Is your, is your farm completely gutted yet? Your urban close, farm? Close. I've got, just got a few squash type things yep, left. A few things left in the next few weeks. Once it hits freezing about two or three nights in a row, that'll be it for the last time. That's actually my favorite Stone Temple Pilot song, by the way. Once it hits freezing for two no, or three squash, nights. No, squash, squash type thing. <laughs> Uh, I got a uh, I got a great spaghetti squash from uh, my wife's coworker uh, sitting upstairs that I need to cut into, and I got my first Winter Farms delivery this morning. Oh yes, the dairy is a winter. Uh, I did get some milk, which I won't drink. I don't give a shit what they say about their milk being better for lactose intolerant people. I just won't drink it. I just can't do lactose. So how what? strange path took the most lactose intolerant human being I know to say, Winder Dairy! That's a great idea. Chocolate milk. Oh, no. That I was don't, coffee. And I don't like chocolate milk. Oh, yeah, it milk. was the coffee. No, that coffee was not good, by the way. Those coffee drinks weren't that great. Sometimes when a bunch of Mormons make iced coffee for <clears> you. Um, well, it's more about the other stuff that they do. So Winder is not just milk anymore. So they have all the dairy products. The He's butters, also the sheriff. The cheeses, um, all that sort of crap. But they do... All their stuff is local that they can do, possibly, and then they deliver it. So it's local and um, fresh bakeries. It's local eggs from Oakdale Farms. You know, all their chicken and meat and crap like that's local. Uh, so it's just a good way to support local farms, uh, local ranchers. And uh, I don't have to go to the grocery store and I get random fresh produce. That's actually my favorite piece so far is the produce box. I get a box full of fairly random shit. Um, there's a list of things that are going to be in it and some of it's stuff I've never heard of before, like some weird ass fruit I got this week. Um, <laughs> but then there's like a purple sweet potato and a couple onions and some celery and carrots and some kale and some apples. And that's fucking perfect. Cause I can turn around and make all kinds of meals out of that shit. Wow. I see that. And I think, where are the rabbits? Where are the rabbits that need to eat all this? Josh. Tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> They're actually dying right now because a local Utah rabbit food maker, it's contaminated and 500 rabbits have died already. No shit. That's real. Happened. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't read that. Watership down that eat your heart truck out. That turned over, I'm telling you. Pig memorial. Oh, Jesus. It's, it was in the news. Uh, PETA. So, um... What? A, that's so oh, yeah. How do we follow? I, I just got to move off of pig truck rolling over. Uh, well, it was a sad picture. There's like one picture of this one sad pig. Dude. That's just like Orville from you know. He's just hanging out. He's there. like maybe they won't take me to the slaughterhouse since I had this accident happen. Nope. Get back in the truck, pig. <laughs> Every time I see one of those livestock semis, I'm like, oh, there's breakfast. See, <laughs> you don't. You didn't see what actually happened beforehand. It was like a scene out of Con Air. Because all those pigs rose up as one in one, <laughs> and they they, they actually all ran to the one side they the all truck. ran to one side of the truck and leaned, and then they all ran to the other side. Where do you come up with this shit, dude? Trust me, that's what happened. One of them, one of them was like coordinating, and he has a really sweet accent. Was it? I think it was last week uh, or two weeks ago that uh, semi trailer full of uh, uh, ammonia nitrate. Flipped on Shut the, uh, down I-15 oh, all yeah, that's right. day. That was some serious shit. I was trying to go to Provo for something for work, and uh, it took me two hours to get from my house out in Kearns down 62nd onto 54th to the freeway, only to get looped back around and get off on 47th and rip like 215. 
Two hours it took for that to happen. Do you know pigs were behind that, too? Probably. It was full the same, of shit. Same damn pigs. Literally full of shit. A trailer full of, well, basically shit. Pretty crazy stuff. It uh, it destroyed traffic that day. Shut down for like 12 hours. Anyway, uh, is there anything going on this week, Jess? I didn't even ask you before we started. That's okay. Nobody asked me. It's okay. Well, is, I, is I asked anything? you. In my heart, I asked you. I mean, I know there was a Pet okay, Shop good, Boys good, concert good, yeah. that... Uh, Man, Josh tried dearly to get someone to go with him. Hey, I found I found someone that actually joined me, and it was it was great. Good not, company. Not your wife? Was she just like, uh, hell no? No, my wife doesn't like concerts, nor the Pet Shop Pet Boys. Shop Boys. <laughs> so it was like two strikes. Sounds like a lose-lose. Yeah, yeah, which is too bad because it was such a good show, and the music was spot on. Was, and- the, was the average age of attendee like 40? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was <laughs> about right. And not to diss on the Pet Shop Boys because I do like them, but mm, I saw the picture that you posted, Jess, on Instagram. The dude looked like he was seventy. He's sixty-two, and he looks there. like he's seventy because I he's thought a he rocker. was doing pretty no, well. He looks really good. Chris is Chris looks a little rundown, the keyboardist, but Neil looks awesome. The keyboardist. That's not some shit you hear in a band anymore. <laughs> like that is that is dating the band right there. Did, well, and, was there a well, guitar yeah. on stage too? No, Howard Jones had one though. <laughs> no, but they did have violins and they yeah. had like all kind of a company. Two drum machines, it was awesome. Yeah. Not to bash on keytars, because I think they're cool as shit and I think they went out way too fast. But they're cool instruments. Like the skinny tie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else, what is going on then since Pet Shop Boys was a geriatric hit? My mom said the same thing. What the hell? Enjoy well, your geriatric concert. That's what my mom said. No. I I just, <laughs> to me, I'm not it's a big okay. concert person these days anymore. So I like to go where I can get really good quality music and not douchebags. So. Well, this was actually it the was venue. This awesome. was douche light. Where was it at? <coughs> the complex. The complex. Uh. Which... It's such a weird name because it was so simple. It's not a complex. Uh, it's not well, a complex at all. Actually, the, isn't the com- it, the complex is the one right by the gateway, right in that it, little warehouse? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. actually two two yeah. venues. So in there. the reason it's called the complex, there's actually like three or four different spaces inside that same building. So that's why they call it the complex because. So the Rockwell is where they have all the main yeah. shows, and then they have uh, two that are like up front. I saw the sick puppies in one of the rooms there. Nice. Uh, that was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I love them. I did not know. So this is funny because I don't really pay attention to where people are from, you know, actors and actresses and musicians. I had no fucking idea they weren't American. German? No. Nor- they're, north. They're North. No, they're English, I think. They have very thick accents when they just talk. And when I first walked in, they were just talking. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Because <laughs> I don't even pay attention to their their faces because I just listen to them. They're music. all doing their Swedish chef impersonation. And they're, they're talking, and I'm like, holy shit, who are these guys? And they started playing. I'm like, oh, my God. Really? So, I mean, that's like, it surprises the shit out of me when I hear people like Hugh Laurie talk. Because the dude's as British as it gets. Hello, what governor? <laughs> no, no, not Josh British, real oh. British. <laughs> oh, real that's thing. not that's not as cool. And by of a the British. way, speaking of interviews, I was listening to the M and L interview. I'm cutting this part out, by the way. But your long intro, where you're like posh British guy, didn't work for me. You're like, well, this is the new Utah podcast, blah blah blah. But in your crappy British accent, you know. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> listeners, if you've never heard the voice of jealousy in it's, your life, it's right here hit right rewind right now and listen again and peer closely into the heart of green 
vicious envy and and <laughs> jealousy. No, it's okay, dude. You can covet thy neighbor's sexy Australian accent or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know what accent it was. I don't. I still don't know what accent. You it was. You don't know what accent it is when you're speaking it. That's because I'm awful at accents. But stop being jealous. When you did that to uh, who did you speak? Who do you speak British to? Joe. Oh no, to Tracy Rolf, the author that we're. Oh gonna yeah, have. I'm gonna play her uh, in just a little bit. And they talked you, about her boobs. You were talking British to her as well. Did I talk about her boobs? It was awesome. You did, yeah. yes. What did I say? She had a witch hat on her shirt that you asked if her boob was wearing a witch hat. <laughs> that's real. I haven't listened to her <laughs> yet, but uh, that's uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm spotting it. I don't actually think that one was recorded. I think that that one was just so that her people could have a photography opportunity. But... It was still cool. It happened. So, <laughs> in the background, we've got... Hey, I'm not even going to sing the song, but we've got a really distracting song that is... <laughs> it's two live crew. Nasty as they want to be. This is as nasty as I want to be. <laughs> uh, clearly, you didn't hear your whole conversation with Jen McGrew then. That's true. Just saying. I think we said pussy like... <laughs> fuck, probably like... A hundred times yeah. in Is ten that minutes. That's real. Oh, yeah. Was I there for that? You were there. You were one of you the ringleaders of the, the word ringleader. pussy coming out over and over and over. <laughs> on Jess's face when Look, she listened to that. If if you folks cannot spot an imposter Josh when he sits down and puts on his headphones like, I'm really Josh. Well, it was hard to tell because that day your hair was totally different from the day before when you looked like a troll doll. Maybe it was your evil twin. I mean, it looked like something out of an anime magazine. Troll doll-ish, but gunmetal gray. Well, at least an attempt at it. Whoever that was, he sounds really sexy. Yeah. What? So it's been a week and your hair's already back to blonde i know it's so crazy hold on did you actually dye it or did you just use like spray it's supposed to be permanent it's it's actually permanent chrome color dude you need to get your damn money back because you've done that like three times now i know i'm giving up i'm giving up the ghost so jess what else is going on <laughs> oh yeah events <laughs> well since this is our podcast it is Jeremy's birthday this coming up weekend, so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> we also have early voting started today uh, here in the state of Utah. You can uh, go online to utah.gov. You can look and see most of the areas are from like 1 to, <coughs> one to 5 or 1 to 6. Um, you voted already, didn't you, Jess? I did today, yep. I well, voted last week. And my wife voted last week, and my daughter voted last week. For all your mail-in ballots, because yeah. I was on the list. Because we don't live in shit county. Right. I mean, Utah county. Right. Shit Lake County. Yes. You're right above shit lake, basically, right? Mm-hmm. How does to that the smell? West. How does it smell? It doesn't smell, in the smell at all. Oh. The mink farms <laughs> are what smells. Oh, fun. Yeah. Minks stink. They are some smelly oh, yes. animals. They do. <laughs> and until you drive past the Dannon factory that's out on oh the corridor, which smells like oh, every terrible. skunk it's not in the always world. Always bad though. No. no, no. Usually at about nine thirty at night, and uh, they flush out the system like three or, or something. Three or four different days a week, hmm. and it is gut wrenching. It's so bad. Um, did you guys vote, Jeremy? Oh yeah, like three weeks ago. No, I want to go and get my sticker. She knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wait and we're going to go stand in line at the uh, 
retirement center in Murray. So I'm pretty should, excited about you that. You guys should go early. You I'm, know, the downs. I want my damn sticker. You can well, get it. I got get one it when today. You go early. Yeah, I got it. You just it have today. to go in person, and then you don't have to wait in a line. Oh, that's a good point. The early voting lines are much smaller. It was still you know, pretty long. Today was number 37 at That's because you just opened a day, but yep. if you go like tomorrow or the next day, you'll be fine. I just want to get it so done. I, I didn't want to just do the all one party or all the other party, even though I feel like I pretty much follow the party lines, sadly. But and So instead, I reviewed each individual candidate, and at the end, I followed the party lines completely, and that... That makes me sad because I don't want to be I don't want to be one of those yahoos that just blindly votes down the party lines. But you did. So you just said my that you just said I that vote. you read. So that oh, yeah. doesn't make you a blind voter. No. Well, I I voted for a couple of Republicans that I don't think are terrible. Uh, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I voted Democratic. Uh, I certainly didn't vote for some weird ass third party presidential candidate. Except Hillary actually, I asked. did giggle when well, I saw that. Really, the big the big competition, if you've been looking, is the Evan McMullen guy, mm-hmm. yeah. who is just a Republican running on a different party, so that he can be on the ballot essentially. Right, and all he needs to do is win one state, and if Hillary doesn't get two hundred seventy electoral votes, then what happens is Congress actually picks the um, the next president. They pick. And because it's a Republican-run Congress right now, what that means is they will pick, and they won't pick Trump. So who will they pick? The person they pick has to have won at least one state yeah. electoral vote. So you probably get Evan. And that him. means Evan. Yeah, I don't know, though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they pick Trump. I mean, it... They absolutely won't. He is, he's made their party a shambles and embarrassed us. And embarrassed them. They won't. So what else is going on, Jess? Um, so this last weekend was the end of the Salt Lake Downtown Farmers Market. And this coming up Sunday is the end of the Wasatch Farmers Market at Wheeler Farm. But they are also doing something fun that the vendors will have candy for trick-or-treating from 12 to 2. If you haven't been to that market, I love the downtown market, but this one is a little bit more intimate. It's on Wheeler Farm. I love the crowd that's there. When you say intimate, they had pupusas, which are amazing. Uh, what? Not. I didn't. I tuned Josh, you out. Josh, before you start talking, it's pupusa. Huh? <laughs> it's the most d- delicious food. What is? What is a pupusa? Just, just making sure that you understand. We're it's talking about pupusas. No, I was saying when she it's said a, it's a pouch that's filled with. Delicious things and boiled peanuts are not good. What? They have boiled, boiled peanuts, peanuts at the at the Wheeler Farm. I just thought I'd put bought bald peanuts. Um, so another thing that we didn't bald get to what? talk about last month is Papooses. everybody bald knows papooses. that we do um, omelets at Drag Brunch, and they have started a drag dinner. Uh, it's an impersonation show once a month, the last Friday of the month. Um, are you doing omelets for that one? No, it's dinner. So. Yeah. Almost so you're cooking good. like made-to-order crepes or something? We have like more like pasta, appetizers, quesadillas, pancakes? chicken strips. Pancakes? Pancakes would be awesome, but no pancakes. I'm just going with the theme where we're obviously ignoring the fact that it's dinner. and it you talked about <laughs> Crepes are a dinner food. You can it have can savory, savory crepes. In fact, I love Apple, ham, crepes. and brie. Mm, mm, that sounds best. good. That I like good. ham with some alfalfa sprouts and provolone. And Do you remember, what was the name of the, the crepe shop? That European was, Connection? Uh, yeah. 
Man, that sucks for those guys. They they there was came also back. the crepery that was down in Provo. Yeah, they had a Euro- big old red door, and the it was European awesome. connection was fantastic. Uh, the problem with them, I talked to the owners because um, they had started down in the Galvin Center, and they just expanded too fast. They tried to franchise out the model because they were so successful, and the other stores just failed. I think that's what's going to happen to Cup Bop. Uh, could be, but you know those guys sold it, so uh, yep, good for them. They made some money. <clears throat> so what they need to do is they need to do uh, a TV spot commercial with Blocko dancing. Has anyone seen Blocko dancing? Okay, you're getting blank stares in the entire Dude, room. I'm <laughs> telling you, if you how is this irrelevant? But if what are we do, talking about? If you do Blocko dancing, it's this cool Korean like bizarre dance style that is just dynamite. So stop what you're doing. Pause. Just hit pause on the the podcast. Go find Blocko dancing. Maybe we'll post don't, a link. Don't hit pot. We're not going to post a link to this fictitious Dude. shit. Dude, <laughs> just go look at the Gangnam Style video. That's probably what you're talking about. That's not. That's a horse dance. <laughs> a horse dance? <laughs> it is. It's based on horses. Anyways, so drag dinner, Club X. Um, it's, this is the second month. It's awesome. You have to get tickets in advance for it? Uh, you don't. You can buy them at the door. I want to say they're either 15 or $20. Free bar, open bar? No, not open bar. <laughs> no, but Five Wives uh, is our sponsor, Fantastic. just like for Drag Brunch. And yeah, they're, they've been an amazing sponsor. Doesn't everybody get their own bottle of wine? No, only if you VIP it. <laughs> only if you pay a lot more money. Yeah, like for brunch, we do VIP tables and you get your like your own champagne. Wine. You get uh, your how, own. Much, how much is a VIP table? 200 Oh, $206 million. Six. It bargained twice the price. My kids always ask me when something's going to be ready or how long it's going to take. My standard answer, no matter what it is, is six hours. Perfect. It might. Because they ask dumb fucking questions. <laughs> That's good, right? Like, I'll be like, okay, I just put dinner in the oven. It's going to be about 45 minutes. Five minutes later, they ask me how long it's going to be, and I'm six hours. <laughs> I bet that's not really what happened. I bet that their little tummies were growling, and they came down, and they're like, Father, Father, could you please tell us how soon it is that we can eat? And I say, no, get back in your damn cage. The locks don't come off the pantry until 6.45. Father, Father, you beat us. <laughs> so this is, this is also the weekend before Halloween, so... That's true. I if think- you didn't get tickets to Rocky Horror Picture Show, you're screwed, because it's been sold out for a long time. But maybe you can find some on KSL.com. I don't know. Doctor Scott, Janet, uh, Brad. Outside Dr. of Rocky Scott. Horror Picture Janet. Show, um, I'm sure Halloween's going to be full of douchebaggery and amateurs at the bars. Clowns. Yeah, probably a lot probably of clowns. clowns. Dead uh, ones. Go to a haunted house. I've been to. A, I've had the pleasure of going to a couple this year. We went to. Uh, we went to Castle of Chaos because Bree's cousins work there. And uh, did you did get full, a cockroach against your face? Uh, no, but we got snakes all over us. Is that what you kids are calling uh, it nowadays? Yeah, that was after. Uh, was I, after. Brie wouldn't let me go to Bumblebee, uh, which is, you know, right there. It's in the, uh, same, in parking the same parking lot. lot. And they were still open when we got out, but she wouldn't let me go. I was a little sad. Uh, but we took our, our daughters and one of our daughter's friends, uh, and she didn't know that the cousins worked there. And so there was a point we did the full experience and they would grab them and, when her one cousin said Cassie's name and then said Sean's name, she turned to us and she's like, 
how the fuck do they know their names? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Which was fantastic because, you know. And like, that's when you say, have you ever seen the show Ghost with Demi Moore? <laughs> and they the go, Righteous Brothers start playing in the background. Yeah. Zach, see, and you make clay yeah. pots. Holly knows. Just rub up on some clay behind someone. Uh, my love. Uh, I know this <laughs> ghost is. You had you had to do that, Holly, because now we're singing. Sorry. Now we Rule number one: don't don't start singing. Yeah, just Stop just it. avoid Josh from singing. Gosh, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't bust out singing Two Live Crew" on the mic. It was close. It was. I was grooving. I was grooving. Another good one to go to is um, Asylum Forty Nine. Yeah, Asylum. We've talked about Asylum probably. Uh, Gosh, I don't know, three or four different yeah. weeks in a row. Uh, I'm just, I'm in love with the place. I need to go out again. I haven't been in a long time, so. This year it's a full, it's full contact and they tell you that right up front. And, um, I was looking at their website today and they're like, if you can't handle the fact that it's long, that you could be stuck in a room for three hours and that they're going to touch you, you need to go home because this is not the thing for you. That's cool. It was the best. Uh, instruction website I've ever seen when it comes to a haunted house. So uh, with us today, uh, we have Rachel, or excuse me, Tracy Rolf, right? Is that yeah, I've name? never been called Rachel before. Uh, Tracy. That's a first for everything. That's a first. I don't, I don't know why yeah. I said Rachel. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you didn't. You missed it earlier, but he was actually with a huge crack pipe. And we'll like see. just the oh, crack okay. smoke wisping up. And so... It muddled his senses a little bit. That's a side of Utah I haven't actually experienced yet. So, well, <laughs> there's not a lot of crack in Utah. It's most, mostly methamphetamine. <laughs> Really so it's a little, little different. Some heroin. There's but heroin this is going to be an interesting interview. <laughs> you can say yeah, that again. It's going to be really interesting. So, so yeah. did I say your last name correctly? Rolf? Rolf. R-O-L-F-E, yeah. Are, any relation to the soccer player in the U.S., Chris Rolf? No, no. But I think I think Rolf is quite an American name, so I think I've got some American ancestry probably somewhere, maybe in Utah. Who knows? That's oh. really ironic because I have some British ancestry going back to about 17... So he also claimed okay. Nigerian ancestry he's Thai claimed everything yeah. yeah so we, we could be distant relations i feel like we are that bond we feel that's we probably have that instant connection right we that's do. that's what that is I'm yeah that's it. that bonds yeah if so, these guys are probably going to be jealous of us so be yeah. ready for the player okay. hater type I know. stuff oh dear All so right. you're a you're a children's author right i am a children's author yeah i've been a children's author for the last 12 years quite a long time what uh, what mm. inspired you to get into writing children's books um I used to, I started writing first of all when I was about ten, so from a really young age. And I used to write poetry and um, short story. I actually won a poetry competition when I was eleven at school. Oh, good for you! And I won a pen, and I was thrilled. Yeah, that was that like, did it. That pen. That pen inspired me to continue writing. Do for you the still next. have the pen? I don't know. It was uh. a Parker pen. Do you have Parker pens over here? A, a Parker? A Parker pen. Yeah. yeah we we don't Parker. call it that because okay. you Britishify it. We, but. we call it right. Parker, not Parker. Oh, it's I, cooler Parker. when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> it is much cooler when you Anything say it. Anything is cool you say. <laughs> Thank you. So it's funny. I, I actually won yeah. in 11th grade second place in my um, high you? school poetry oh. company with one of the worst poems I ever wrote. It was so what, trite. Was it? Was yeah, it? It was, oh, it, I don't want to. I'm sure it His graduating class was two. Though. I don't yeah. want to burst oh, okay. Josh's bubble, but do you remember who the first place winner was that year? <laughs> was the it guy, you? The it's guy me. who's actually published <laughs> books of poetry. <laughs> I hate you. 
<laughs> well, I mean, we hate you, okay? <laughs> we are of one mind yeah, in this matter. That should give you something to aspire we've, we've to. We've joined. We're like, you know, joined twins now. <laughs> <laughs> but not in a creepy way. <laughs> no, in a very cool way. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bam, look at that. There you go. So why, why, uh, mm-hmm. why children's literature? Um, I don't know. Well, as I say, I think the, the story or the inspiration came from my town. I live in Essex. Essex is a really, really big county, by the way. Um, but I live in a little town called Waltham Abbey. And in Waltham Abbey, it's really quaint. It's really pretty. We have, um, our high street is 10th century. It goes, you know, it's really, really old. Um, and ours goes back 120 years. Does it? Okay. <laughs> we might beat you just a little bit on the high street. One or two years. Yeah. I mean, so like a historic, a historic, historic house here town. is like built in 1902. Is it? Yeah, here. Okay. Here, yeah. yeah. If your yeah. house is like 110 years old, you, that's old, it's is like it? old. That's really, really old. Really yeah. old. Okay. No, this is 10th century, so it's quite old. <laughs> um, that's William the Conqueror level of old. Well, yeah. I'm um, funny you should say that because my third book, The White which is Spitting the Stones of Destiny is actually about King Harold because, yeah, it's King Harold because in there's, there's a, an abbey church where I live, again, which is 10th, 11th century um, and there's a graveyard there and there's a stone in the graveyard that says um, King Harold Obit 1066 Wow! because apparently King Harold is buried in Waltham Abbey where I live so that is so cool. So yeah, you're, yeah. so your so, your writing actually ties historical elements. It and, does. And I've got hi- historic history all through my books. Um, the uh, as say in the, in the town centre we do have um, a, a shop there called White Witch. This is an actual shop that does exist there. Um, and my friend owns a shop, and it's through my friendship with her and me going into the shop on a daily basis that inspired me to write the books because she'd get so many amazing characters coming into the shop. So that just set my imagination. We have Walmart. See, this isn't fair. This is not fair. <laughs> we can't. Com- we can't compete. We, we do have. We have. We have like yeah. the the great bookstore downtown. Right? We do. We okay. do. We have, well, Kings Kings English downtown. Kings English. A really, yeah, a really oh yeah. Nice yeah, I've heard of Kings. I'd, yeah, I'd like to go there. Kings English. It's re- if you uh-huh. like really old stuff. Really old. Oh, oh, more oh, than a hundred years. Old. All this relative. Yeah, like historic okay. historic text stuff. Historic. <laughs> yeah, right. he's, he's got a lot of really good stuff there. He's, yeah, it's a great shop. Yeah, it sounds really great. So yeah, so that's the inspiration. Is is just basically where I live and um yeah what's around me which i think a lot of authors we do draw from what we know right and what's familiar to us so yeah are you the next uh jk rowling everybody asks me that it's really since i've been here everyone's asked me that are you the next jk right i would i would probably because of your flyer (laughs) it poses that same question essentially yeah you know what who what author wouldn't like to be the next jk rowling because she's part she's paved sorry um that you know the the for, for authors like me, she's paved the way. She's she's made magic incredibly popular. So well, I, I, she's a fantastic author. I'd love to meet a, her. She's also a woman, female author. She's a female author. There yeah, are famous yeah, female authors, yeah. but but they're, uh-huh. they're not as prevalent. No, they're not. And uh, the story goes, isn't it? That's why she 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 came out as J.K. Rowling because they thought that originally that she was a guy. Is that right? Yeah. I've heard that. I didn't yeah, know if that, that was official that, or not, yeah, but I've heard the yeah, scuttlebutt. Yeah, that's why she didn't, yeah. But, I mean, she's uh, an author's path. I think it, I don't know if it took 10 years for her to be uh, published or out there, but it's, it's, it's yeah, it's that's quite a while. Uh, it's quite a while, but we all have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's an amazing author. So, 
Am I the next J K, K Rowling? I hope so. I hope so. That's well. That's we'll vote for to. you. Well, I, I had a word with Chris. <laughs> Please, I've got three votes. I'm getting there. Hey, look, guys, the goats are going by again. There's goats. They're so cute. Goats. Goats. Hi, goats. Hi, goats. Oh, we love goats. <laughs> we interview the goats, but that's a tough interview. We yeah. love little There'd goats. Be a lot of laughing. Yeah. They try to eat the mic. But their eyes, when they get big yeah. and they like look demonic and evil, that's when they get slightly okay. less cool. Do you have sheep over here? We have. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no we one have eats a lot them of here. Sh- no. Oh yeah, we do. Oh, no, yeah. I shouldn't talk about that. Probably. No, it's no. No, no, <laughs> right. it's, it's really weird because I love lamb. I love to eat oh, lamb. Oh yeah, we we have roast dinner back in England. Yeah, they yeah. just out here roast we dinner. don't we don't really eat much lamb. It's all, you it's don't. all beef and oh, chicken yeah, and no, pork. Yeah, I haven't stopped eating since I've been here. I've been to every eating place I think oh, that you guys have here. Have How long any? have you been here? I've been here two weeks. Have you found anything good? Uh, Cheesecake Factory. That's now my favorite place. (laughs) I had a great big bit of cheesecake and I I took home um, banana cheesecake. I've put on quite a few pounds since I've been here. So, uh, (laughs) who's your favorite author? Roald Dahl. Yeah, who who wrote Matilda and yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's. I I would love to have met him. I think he's incredible. Um, I love the fact that he's always on the you know the kids' side and the way that he sort of pokes fun and makes fun out of adults, um, and especially his sense of humour. His sense of humour is fantastic. I did go to see the BFG. Did you have BFG movie here? We do. I yeah. went to see BFG. I just love. BFG. I wish yeah. it would have done better He's here. great. It didn't do very well here, and I was really disappointed. In what it. was that? It didn't do well here. What, BFG? It, yeah, it didn't oh, do very it's, well Oh, you know, it's done really well in, in the UK, yeah. In the UK, we do have, uh, or England. My friend keeps saying you should say England, not UK. I don't know why, but... We know what you're talking about. We, we know you the know difference. what I'm talking about. Right, yes. okay. Well, in England, um, there is a Roald Dahl Museum there, which is really cool, and you can go and... Yeah. Jess, Jess back there, yeah. who's been very quiet, is our world traveler, and last year she yeah, spent yeah. a couple weeks I in I didn't Scotland. recognize her without her polka dot face this morning. Is <laughs> that my chicken pox? Your chicken pox face. Her yeah. chicken pox I did. I didn't get too close wide. yesterday, just in case. Well, she's dead now, so you can get she's as close <laughs> as you want. No, I'm dead. It's a silent movie. No, yeah. Oh, silent movie. We, we yeah. all so gave her. The, I didn't want to wear a dress today. So. No, it's it's too cold in here for dressing. Anyway. I almost wore a dress today. Anyway, you did. You look, you look cute in a dress. Thank yeah, you. you would, especially with the English I love her and the dress. So I was in London, England, on the day Brexit happened. Oh yeah. Oh, that was. Big. I still <laughs> I still have the newspaper from it. It was. You do. He has not stopped talking about it. The Brexit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now. <laughs> Before I tell you my horribly skewed, uninformed opinion, <laughs> I'm curious, what yes. do you think of Brexit? Were you for or against? I, and now how do you feel having seen I, I'm 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 for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm for Brexit, yeah. You're for Brexiting? To, for, to, yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I would just I, only for the fact that I'd li- I would like our country to be independent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and how do you all. feel now? I mean you've got a you've got a little bit of time that it's mm. happened. Um, you know, the economy's trying to normalize. I think it will normalize. I do. Yeah. I think we'll be fine. I just think there's been a lot of fear. It's change, isn't it? When there's change, you know, people worry. But I think we'll be fine. We'll get through it. Yeah. You are a tough people. We are. 
Yeah, you, uh, we all. They did conquer yeah. most of the world at one point. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> uh-huh. The sun never habit. sets on the British Empire. Except for 1066 when we were conquered by William the Conqueror. Yeah. So we yeah, I didn't mean them. to open up old wounds by bringing <laughs> that up. Too soon, Josh. That's tis history tis now. That's history. <laughs> Literally history. But yeah. your books are historical. Have you they always are. had a passion for your history? Always. Even when I was a kid, I used to love um, history lessons, you know, about the Romans and, yeah, always. Um, I, 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 I do quite a few, uh, quite a few, um, festivals and things, you know, like this, uh, at home. And, um, there's a, a, a guy called Professor Hutton back at home and he's like, um, esoteric encyclopedia and he's a really sort of well-known history professor. Um, so I was at this festival anyway, and, uh, and I was like a, I don't get celebrity struck really, but I was just like, like a little girl with this professor. Oh my God, you're Professor Hutton. And I walked up to him and I was, I was like, hi, Professor Hutton. You know, I'm Tracy Rolf. I write these magical fancy books and everything. And he had heard of my books. Oh, wow. And, um, and I was just, I stood there and I nearly passed out and it was lucky my friend was standing next to me and, and that was such an honor. And he reviewed the Stones of Destiny and he gave me a really good review. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's so validation. It, it was real validation. Yeah. And in fact, um, cause he teaches at uh, Bristol University, he lectures and I asked him whether I could actually, um, uh, sort of like use him as one of my characters. <laughs> In book six, oh, book five, sorry. And he said, yeah, sure. So he's actually starring uh, in book five as one of my characters. Um, in book five, which is The Curse of Pendle Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Curse of Pendle Hill, book I'm, five. I'm letting the little secret out there. Yeah, the no, no. Out yet. Yes. I want to do some drum roll. So how, okay. how, many, how many books are you planning in the series, or do you have a, a thought as to, to when you're going to end it yet? I'm I'm ending it now on book six. Six. Yeah, I've got three chapters, and then the whole series is complete, and that's twelve years of writing. Wow. What What after yeah. that? I mean, um, I I don't know. I've got I've I've also uh, written a younger book. Um, it's um, for six year olds, but it's um, you know picture book. Thanks for joining us, Tracy. It's no, been it's very been a pleasure. No, I've really enjoyed you guys. Thank you for making it such fun. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll see you in March. In March. Yes. Yeah. Where can people find yeah. your books and, and find you? They can f- all over the internet, really. Yeah. And Amazon.com mainly. You can download them on Kindle. Well, like I said, uh, we're not going to do a whole lot of news. I uh, hope you enjoyed that little bit from uh, Tracy Rolf. Uh, she was a pleasure to talk to. Um, she was a lovely. And by the way, before anyone plans on throwing her boobs in the lake to see if they float... Uh, because that's how you determine a witch. We determined they were not witches. Still talking about it, <laughs> or were or were they? I don't remember. I think they were. Witches. Oh, damn! Damn the witch! She's a witch! She's a witch! <laughs> she turned she me float. into a newt. I got better. <laughs> if you don't know what that's from, I am really sorry for you. But we'll give you a hint. I don't know what's a good hint. You really don't know what it's from? No, of course I do. I'm a Monty Python fan. Do you know, I actually stood on that castle wall where they're throwing animals over the French. Yes, I was there. (laughs) That's 
It was cool, actually. Uh, so it's Halloween-ish. It's going to be Halloween Monday. Um, so we invited uh, Holly. Uh, one of the things that Jeremy does that we never talk about, um, because he does like five million things, is uh, uh, paranormal investigations. So you will hear after we're done talking and listening to some of these EVPs, you are going to hear a couple interviews from other paranormal investigators that we met up with at the show. Um, but we're going to talk to Holly and Jeremy, who are with a local paranormal group. <laughs> and I am excited as an honorary member of the Paranormal Illumination Society to introduce the two coolest paranormal investigators in Utah and two of the longest running investigators jeremy and holly how long have you been doing this we've been doing this for 15 years now something like that i think we started in 2001 so funny story uh my wife went to high school with jeremy and josh and you know those folks and uh, josh doesn't remember my wife ever he always forgets that she existed uh so she actually re-met Josh by going on an investigation with these guys that Jeremy invited her to. And Josh introduced himself, and she's like, I know who you are. We went to <laughs> high school together. We were in a play together. You had to carry me off stage in that play. Josh does not remember her. I remember everything. I just like to riddle her. You're a liar. I riddle her with you, sir, the riddle a liar. of... <laughs> uh, but I thought that that's just a... Fun little quirky story that, uh, I don't know, we probably said sometime over the last week. but uh, It doesn't get old, though. It well, doesn't get old. And it's pertinent because it's you guys. It was uh, going out on an investigation with you guys that... Uh, that was, what, three, you had re- four years ago? That was about four years ago, and At that was least. actually my first investigation. Yeah, maybe even... Because that was, that was like, uh, that was before we really got together uh, that she was reintroduced was to it, you. Was that it was October? At least, like five years five ago. Five years ago? No, it was only like three or four years ago. Had to be at least four. Yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. It's been about four years since that, that was the first. That was one of the first actual events that we did. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge success. A actually, yeah. it was a lot of fun. So we're getting way ahead of ourselves, though. Well, so yeah, I mean, you guys, fifteen years—that's a—that's a long time to do paranormal investigations. Uh, why? Because I got to be honest. Uh, I didn't want to say this to any of our other guests because I didn't really know them. I didn't want to offend them. But, you know, I don't not believe in paranormal, but I think the investigation of the paranormal is boring to me, to be perfectly honest. So why does it interest you so much? I really love ghost stories, but I think sitting in a room for five to ten hours listening to nothing um, and having to be with Josh (laughs) <laughs> is <laughs> your version of paradise yeah i mean really take a but, number pal so what is it about it that, that you guys are you know why did you get into it what's so exciting about it for you holly lunch go ahead well we i think one of the biggest reasons why we got on, into it at the first place is because the house that we grew up in the one that um your wife lived across the street from us um was haunted and i can remember having one of my earliest paranormal events if you will there at that house and we were there for 20 uh, my parents lived there for over 20 years and uh that's where it started is because there was all sorts of stuff going on uh the weird thing is that usually when you hear about haunted places 
there's a history behind it. We the house was two years old when we moved in. Well, the people who built the house didn't even live there for six months. They were from California. They moved back to California like six months after they built the house. <coughs> then it sat vacant for a while. The next set of people didn't even live in it for a year. And then it sat vacant for about another seven or eight months, maybe a year. And then we moved in. So we don't really know. We don't know why the people built it and moved and we don't know. So, I mean, you say that there wasn't a significant amount of traceable history there, mm-hmm. but there was there was a pattern of people coming in and then living there for a short period of time and then leaving and when you're buying a house, as a real estate agent, I can tell you, it's pretty unusual to see that pattern over and over in a house where people, and unless it's just in a crappy neighborhood or something like that, but none of that was true. No, it was really one of those just weird things that my parents, we had, we had just moved to Utah from Colorado and we were living in a rental house and they were just looking for anything and they had looked at a couple houses and this one just happened to come up on the market and my dad had an old friend in the neighborhood and just literally everything just kind of fell into place. And when we first moved in for the first little while, I don't really think there was anything, but then as time went on, um, things started to happen. And the, the funniest thing is that we all experienced something there. But we never talked about it until after my parents moved out, which was about eight years ago. And that's how Jeremy and I got started, because one day we were talking about, hey, do you remember this happening? Or did this ever happen to you? Um, namely, in the basement, there, the basement was unfinished when we moved in. And my dad, our dad finished it. And there was one bedroom that already existed, and there was a closet under the stairs. I'm pretty sure, and, you know, to those who, who believe in the paranormal, those who don't, that's fine. That's cool. But I'm pretty sure there was a portal there. Because you could go under there, and it, it always felt like somebody was staring at you from out of the closet whenever you were in that room. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Pre- Pretty much. You'd go in there, and it would drop. 10, 15 degrees automatically. And it was a walk-in closet before walk-in closets was a thing. And it was just icky. It was just, you'd go in there and you just... So, so I mean, it, it creeps you out. Things are happening. You know, at what point do you go, you know, other than I think there's something here and this is some weird shit, when you go... Uh, I'm going to get some equipment and I'm going to go out and record shit and, and look at stuff and try to prove things. So I think, I think I'm kind of the one that started that aspect of it. So, um, another one of our sisters had a friend and this was, this was probably about 15 years ago. She had a friend who had an old analog recorder and she went out, I want to say it's to a cemetery and she got a recording of a baby crying. And, oh, yeah, I was at the Salt Lake Cemetery. And my sister played it for us, and we were all like, whoa, that's creepy, that's cool. Um, and so for me, as far as, as far as the starting to investigate, and, and remember, this was before the TV shows, this was before oh, yeah, was 15 years ago. any of that stuff. So, so, you know, we had kind of been talking about it, and I thought. Well, most importantly, it was before YouTube. Oh, I was before, yeah. 
You got to say that again, Josh. Sorry. I was going to say, most importantly, <laughs> that was before YouTube when everything, not only was there TV and all these shows, but everything now is instantly accessible and oh, yeah. any video or EVP gets posted instantly. I mean, that was, you know, back in, you know, 2000, 2001, 2002. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to download a small music file, it was still pretty cumbersome. Uh, I mean, that was, I guess that's Napster days, right? That was Napster, yeah. And so, you know, getting internet speeds to really push a lot of data was was still pretty hard to do. I was still on Northern Lights at the time, the yeah. BBS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's, me and my 56K modem. I actually, I probably shouldn't say this on air, but I actually stole a game on a local BBS back in the early 90s, like probably like 95, 96. Pirated a game, took us like three weeks to do it. Because we would get downloading, and it was in three segments, and the files were just just the right size so that you could get one before the BBS would actually kick you off. <laughs> but sometimes times, your speed times. didn't you didn't get the full modem speed you needed, and you would get booted before it would download all the way. So that's awesome. Yeah, but back in the day, you had investigators like Ed and oh yeah, what's her name that. I mean, tape rolled their yeah, investigations. Yeah. So I mean, they they existed, but they weren't. They weren't TV stars. Yeah, they're not mainstream. Mainstream. Not. So, so, so I, so what I did is actually Copperton Cemetery is the first, I would say, official place that I went out. And I'd done a little bit of research and not to get too much into the history of Copperton, but the original city of Copperton, uh, as the copper mine grew, um, what they would do is it's an open pit copper mine. They'd take the dirt out of the copper mine and throw it over the side. Well, eventually it got to where it came right up to the town. And so the town had to vote, do we lose the town or do we adjust things with the mine? And ultimately they decided, no, we lose the town. So they, there is a town underneath the dirt out there in Copperton. So that kind of intrigued me. So, so we went out to Copperton and I had from my college days, I had my old analog, um, recorder <laughs> and we went out there and we spent an hour. Maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, it wasn't very long. The first time recording, and then we came back and we actually got stuff. And it, on one hand, we thought it was extremely cool, and on the other hand, it just freaked us out because we got stuff. So we we kind of set it down and didn't do anything with it for a few months because it was just too weird. And that's the one that we have, right? That's one of the ones we have. So the one that one, so one that we have is one of the originals. It's not the very first original, uh, but it is one that we got. So. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna play that. So we'll say this. So so yeah. So this one uh, is out at the Copperton Cemetery, and it was a little while later. My brother wanted to come along, and it's kind of funny because this is the first and only investigation that he and his wife, and I don't. I think they were still engaged at the time. I don't. I'm not sure if they were married at the time. But they had just gotten just married, got married not too long before. So they, so they went out with us on this. Of course, we did our investigation. We went back home. Um, they didn't hear anything during the investigation. When I found this particular EVP and I played it back for him, it freaked her out to the point where she wanted nothing to do with it ever again. So, so we'll, we'll go ahead and play this one. Um, and I'm not going to say what the response is. Will wait, wait, wait. Oh, well, go ahead. Before we do, sure. we may have listeners who aren't familiar with what an EVP is. Oh, absolutely. So let's walk through, first of all, what is an EVP? Second of all, how do you typically get one? And third of all, why is our pod administrator so wonderful and so good <laughs> at what he does? Why? Well, right. I just you just have to point your mouth at the mic, Josh. 
I'm good at pointing my mouth. So walk us through EVPs. Okay, Holly, do you want to So an EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon, also known as ghost voices um, or ghost recordings. What it is is sometimes when we're talking and we're carrying on and we're doing our thing, um, spirits will use our energy and will use the electromagnetic forces that are around us all the time to say something because ghosts and spirits do not have vocal cords spoiler um so they don't have the air spoiler alert spoiler alert so they don't have the air to pass over their vocal cords so what they will do is wait until there's some sort of electromagnetic charge in the air be it from equipment or someone's energy and they will use that to to speak or to be able to say something. Um, one of the craziest things is I've been on several investigations where I'll have a recorder and somebody else will have a recorder and I will get nothing, but they will get a ton of responses from, from whatever's there. Uh, so it, it also shows that just because one person picks it up doesn't mean that everybody picks it up. It also, sometimes it is audible. Sometimes you will be sitting there and you will hear something or someone speak. And other times you won't even know anything happened until you go back and you listen to the, right. To the so recording. This is one of those cases where we didn't hear anything until we went back after the fact and listened to the recording. Okay. So we're going to play it now. Should I say it again? This is the older section. That's what I said last time when we got <laughs> some older headstones over, over here. <laughs> so that was the uh, that's the first one. I don't know. I'll play it again here, um, but you can hear right at the end. No shit. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. When I first heard that, I didn't know what I was listening for. I'm like, oh, someone just said no shit in the background. Like exactly. Like, right. it, it wasn't any of us. So so that that was the thing. There was. There, there was myself, my brother, and his wife, and we were talking about how we were in the older section of the cemetery, and so these are some of the older headstones, and that was our comment that we picked up in the background. So, to again, to educate the folks that are listening, how do you get a clean EVP? Not like that. Total, honestly, <laughs> luck. It yeah. really comes down to luck. Uh, I mean, using an analog recorder and tons of... So this is just my knowledge of, of paranormal investigations. The people that do it extremely seriously for a long time, they don't talk at all. Because then what happens is what I just said. You know, from a skeptic's point of view, yeah, someone in your group, because I can hear several voices, said no shit. Right. Like, where the fuck's the proof that that's not one of these guys just saying yeah, no shit? Well, and <clears throat> what I'm also trying to get at is having gone on several investigations, when you do make a sound, you've got to mark it. You've got to say, hey, that was me. But this was like your first one, right? This was, yeah. So, so yeah, we, and yeah, exactly. So it, is that what hooked you guys then? Was it like, it happened? You yeah. got something and you're like, holy, holy fuck. Like, yeah, this is legit. We want to keep doing this. Except for me, that was, the, that was the uh, part of the draw because to, to, to know, and, and, and the skeptics are going to say whatever the skeptics are going to say, but I know that wasn't me, and I know that wasn't anybody in our party. And so for us, for our group, that there's no doubt that that came from something else, somewhere else, in a cemetery in the middle of the night with nobody else around. So for me, it was like, holy cow, this worked. 
So I, from a somewhat more scientific aspect, I was excited. I was like, holy cow, it does work. And so from then on, we decided to expand a little bit. And then we invited some other people to be in the group and just see how they would feel about it. And then we started uh, getting contacted to go and investigate different places. Now, just to kind of set up, here's what generally happens during an investigation. One of the biggest questions we're asked is, why at night? How come everything's at night? Is it because it's more spoopy that way? Is it because that's when the ghosts are out? No. Can I take a guess? Yes, please. Because there's not a shit ton of noise like there is during the day. Ding, See, ding, 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 and that's, that's the thing with that analog one. You can It sounds horrible because it just picks up everything. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't, this is not something that I ever have any interest in. So um, I just want to make sure my assumptions are right. That is correct. <laughs> you, you are correct. That is the biggest reason why you go at night is because it's more quiet. There isn't as much traffic outside. There isn't, there doesn't tend to be as much, um, Human interference. It's not the sound contamination. Exactly. So can I can I also interject that I, I feel like there are two different types of investigators out there. There is the group that is trying to get to the bottom of something or trying to investigate something and trying to really understand something. And then there are the showmen hmm. who only have one express purpose, and that is to create the most dramatic um, scenario to to for maximum wow factor uh jimmy fucking chunga <laughs> and you, can you get over the grudge and just leave china no, you no. talked about him in like fucking four interviews last week but because he sucks four times as much <laughs> as that actually but the point is we did a we did a fort douglas investigation and he actually walked into a room and was like throwing his hands up in the air and was like demons out demons out and doing all this ridiculous stuff which totally ruins the integrity of what you're doing well, I mean, if you are going into it for that purpose, but he was going into it for a different purpose. So one thing that, one thing that I can tell you has happened with shows, with TV, with real in your face internet now, with movies like the Blair Witch Project, this found footage shit, uh, you're going to have way more of that. And when you guys started, you know, 15 years ago, I don't know when you guys got your first request to go do something, but I, doubt ghost hunters international and all the stupid shows on sci-fi and and uh i don't know discovery channel and travel channel or whatever other fucking channel they're on um weren't around back then were they no some of our very first investigations were just people that we knew that had found out that that this is what we were doing and so they approached us and they're like hey i got some weird shit going on in my place you want to yeah come help us out take a look see what you can discover So, but I, I think you just have to understand, like, you know, if you're going to do it, um, know who you're doing it with and what you're doing it for. Well, and what your purpose is. Yeah. Some people want the sensationalism. I did a tour in the Greyfriars Kirkyard in Scotland, and um, it was it was perfect. It was such an amazing setting. We had an amazing host, and in the end... We were standing inside of a, a mausoleum in a part of the cemetery that they keep locked at all times. Um, it was essentially one of the very first concentration camps that ever existed. And some dude jumped out and it totally ruined the experience for me. And I was talking to the host after and he said, you know, 
He said, you're here for a very pure reason. But unfortunately, the feedback that we get all the time is that people want that scare at the end. And I was I was really bummed. Well, I mean, that's like Asylum 49 here locally, right? Um, Asylum 49 is a scary fucking place just in its own merit. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm I'm a believer in the paranormal. I believe that stuff exists. I think to think it doesn't exist is, you know, rather small of someone. Um, and I think that Asylum 49 is probably haunted, even if it's not. It's creepy as shit. They turn it into a damn haunted house. With so operating nursing home on the other side. Yeah. So clearly, you know, clearly there are people that want that side of it that get into it because it's creepy and they like the hair on the back of their neck feeling. So talking about, so speaking of Tooele, um, let's, that actually segues perfectly. Let's talk about our experience. Yeah, because you guys actually got to investigate it, We've right? been out, we've we've been been out, out there, there a few times now. A handful and, of times. And you've been out there with them, right, Josh? Yeah, that's, uh, I went out there one time with them and I experienced the most gut-wrenching terror of my entire life. And by the way, when we go out, I'm always looking for scientific reasons. I'm always looking for, I'm, I'm the skeptic, I'm the cynic, and I'm, I'm out there trying to figure out what's really happening in my mind. But sometimes you just see things that you can't explain away, and right. that was one of those nights. So this this first one that I that I want to do, it's not necessarily an EVP, but it's it's something that happened. So so let me set it up slightly. So this was the this was I think the very first time that we had gone out there, and it was Holly, myself, and one of our our other founders. Uh, so this was probably seven eight years ago, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. So there was. There was the three of us and then one of the owners, Tom, uh, one of the original owners. So there was four of us in the entire hospital. Uh, and this hospital is sizable. So for only four of us to be in the hospital, um, we're spread out far enough that... that eh. It's very hard. It's, it's huge. It's a big I mean, place. It is a big place. And they turn off the electricity... And there's some places in the in the hospital that you can't turn off, like the heater or something like that. But they turn off everything. Well, because electricity hums, especially in a place like a hospital with exactly. big fluorescent right. so, lighting. Yeah, so when you go there for an investigation, they shut everything off. So you're in complete darkness. There's no nothing. So so we're in one of the rooms, um, and we're we're kind of doing some of the traditional. Is there anybody here? Can you make a sign? Um, and and this is what happened. And it's really quiet in here now. Um, can you give us some kind of a sign you hear, maybe other than touching? Can you knock on a wall, knock on the bed? Okay. Okay, I promise you I did not do that. <laughs> so to me, I don't, did you guys hear that? So, so no, go ahead. You, you, I mean, you tell me what you. So to me, it sounds like an old radiator knocking. Right. Something. The pipes, something. Except. Uh, and that's what it sounds like, even to a casual observer. But they turn those things off, <clears throat> so it wasn't on. So how could that? How could that have been? And especially on command, when yeah, because you're not hearing it before. You're no, hearing it and after. it wasn't until somebody said, "Hey, is anybody here? Can you let us know?" Can if you make us? And then the, the the pipes start banging. So you guys record all this stuff via audio, obviously. Um, do you do any video stuff? Because one of the biggest things that, that you hear when you're just listening to EVPs and there's no video of what's going on in the room is that's so easy to fake. 
Now, I wasn't standing there with you, and all the people that were in the room are people that were with you. You know, that's that's easy for you to fake. Absolutely. Um, we do not, and really the biggest reason is we don't have the equipment. We don't have a camera that has night vision on it. That's really the only reason why we haven't done it so yeah, far. Yeah, night vision cameras are not cheap. <laughs> no, right. no, they are not. But, and once again, we're we're not in it to prove something to anybody else. Yeah, you're and just in it for you. We're in it for us. And so when we get this this information, we these things happen to us. Oh, we're elated, you know. And, and like I said, there's always going to be skeptics, and it doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be people that say no. But you're also not trying to monetize this, right. nor you're, are you trying to sensationalize it. So. If if you came to me with something like this and said, "Hey, I want to put this up and I want to make a million dollars off," I'd be like, "What?" Yeah. But this is something so you've only shared else. with close Unless friends, you're right? You've <laughs> only shared with close friends, and only when they ask. And you always, you know, I, I don't know. It just it feels to me like a very genuine sort of response to something that is inexplicable, rather right. than. Right, and that's not to say that ghosts were banging on the pipes, but that is something that happened in one of our investigations that none of us can explain. Well, and I, you know, I'm just saying from a skeptic's point of view, sure. I'm not a skeptic by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, I believe in all this crap. I'm just not interested in doing it. Because, <laughs> so, like, when you fair. were at, so when you were at the asylum, uh, how long were you there for? We were there for about five hours, and it's true. When we go into a place, you go in and you set up, and then. It's very, you, you pick, like in this case, we picked a room and we started there. And generally the, the polite thing to do, which is what we always try to do. We try to be polite. We try to be respectful of the place. We don't go in there yelling, screaming, demanding anything. Because just think if somebody walked into your house and was like, Hey, are you here? Give me, give me a sign. Are you? Are you really going to respond very they well? They get to my that? baseball bat sign. Yeah, if they just <laughs> ran into my house and did that, they would get uh, they would get something. Exactly. So it's we are invading their space at that point. And so if you go in, what is that? Honey is sweeter than than vinegar or something like that. Catch more flies with honey than vinegar. There we go. There we go. Exactly. And I think that we've been able to get not only more responses but better responses because of that because we're not going in yelling screaming being loud and saying hey come come get me ghosty because come on now our our mommy taught us well she taught us to be respectful <laughs> so, so this so so let's let's move on to the next one so this would have been so this, this wasn't the same investigation no this was this is the one that josh this is the one you came with to us with and so so what it was is we, we had a our first experience with a ghost box so what a ghost box is it's a really kind of a cool little device is it has a word database in it and the spirits can manipulate it to say certain words and sometimes when you've done it it's just been garble it's just random words that are thrown out that mean nothing um up to this point in the night I forgot, I had had it in my hand all night. I had totally forgotten that I had it. It had been quiet. I hadn't heard a peep out of it. I had it in my hand with my, my generation two Android phone. That's what I used at the time <laughs> to record. So, and, so also to, to set it up, we were in what is now the clown room. <gasps> but at the time that it was a hospital, it was actually the waiting room for the ER, the ER waiting room. And, and just so you know, this hospital has been around since 
the early 1900s, I believe. Yeah, a long time, long time. The Actually, tw- before then. 20s or 30s, it was originally used by uh, the army. Right. Originally built it. And then it was used as a poorhouse for a while. And then they used it. A poorhouse? A poorhouse. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> not, not a well, different I come, kind of house. In case you didn't know, I vacation frequently on Whore Island. <laughs> How much is it for tickets there, by the way? It's free. What? Yeah. Hot damn. All right. Um, the horrors are not free, though, but the the trip to the islands perfectly. Well, you, you come for the horrors, you stay for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you get rid of the herpes, hopefully. Boy, if I had a nickel for every time I've heard that, <laughs> I'd have a That's nickel. That's what the clinic is for when you come you, back. You never get rid of herpes. They are with you for life. Unless you take the Valtrex, then your herpes free for six to nine months. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just reduced. <laughs> Anyway. What <laughs> the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Syphilis you can get rid of, and you should, because otherwise you'll go the route of Al Capone. Well, just remember, <laughs> it's it's better to have lobsters on your piano than crabs on your organ. <laughs> just a bit of wisdom. No one like, no one wants the clap. Anyway, so we're gonna listen to this ghost box thing. So now. we were standing there, and all of a sudden, <coughs> we asked the question: Is anybody here? Were you, you know, why, why were you here? Were you hurt? What happened? And this is what we got. And why? Because it's wrong on every single level. What was that? I don't know. It said something. You have the box? Yeah. Country. What? Country. Fact. Fact. Got your recorder on. Right? Yep. Are you trying to tell us something? Harm. What are we? Are we? Are we twisting your arm for something? Did you hurt your arm? And this is where they brought you? Died. Did they say did it say found and died? I thought it said tried or something like that. They tried to save you, they tried to help you. They wrapped hose. They wrapped hose? Are they trying to help you with some medical procedure? Were they able to help save your arm? Automatic. Automatic? We know you're talking to us. We're just not quite getting you. Is there something that you need us to know? Is there is there a message? I'm I'm, I'm Wait. Did the clowns scare you? No. No. They scared me. 
They scare me. <laughs> so, so then after that, radio silence. Not another word out of the ghost box the whole rest of the night. That, no. that ghost box is weird because it's really hard to understand and it's like Stephen Hawking voice. So. <laughs> Very much so. And uh, it's easier when you're in person. If you're, if you're actually listening for it and you catch it, but the problem is it doesn't always go just in the middle. It doesn't always go just in the middle of silence. Like you'll be interacting or walking and all of a sudden you'll hear something and you're trying to afterwards kind of piece together in the context. What, what just happened? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and Jeremy is clearly afraid of the clown room. Absolutely. I think it was terrifying. That was creepy as shit. <laughs> the clown room is pretty creepy there. Uh, so we have a bunch more of these. I'd kind of like to listen to them. That was by far the longest. Yeah, that one um, was a tad on the long side. So, so let's, ju- let's jump with... So What's that? A lot of back and forth communication, though. It that, was, which was the coolest part of all is that... That's it, the longest single conversation we've ever had recorded. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever sent these to any of the... I don't know, like Ghost Hunters International crap or anything like that. No. No desire. No. no. Well, A, no desire, and B, what they're going to say is we weren't there, so we don't know that it's contaminated yeah, or not. Exactly. So it's, it, but once again, we're not doing this. Same, same shit I just said. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So, so, so I do want to jump, let's jump to, I want to jump to this, um, private investigation, um, that we did a few years ago. And we had done a handful of private investigations. And for me, just to give a quick, background on this one this is the one that kind of ended private investigations for me doing it for people friends and people that i know yeah because this particular one uh, was a friend of mine and they were having all kinds of weird stuff going on and the problem is we come in we can locate stuff we can record stuff but ultimately let's be honest what what am i you're not a ghost killer no no you're We're not, not even the ghost, a ghost hunter. We're not the ghost busters either. No. The ex exorcist circumcisioner. So well, I mean, so there's if you believe in this stuff, I mean there's things Native Americans have a, a lot of remedies for spirits inside of places that are that are haunting places. So, so well, so what we do is we've got our friends at Crohn's Hollow that we refer people to depending on the situation. This particular situation, they were Catholic, they had just built the house, so it was a brand new house. Um, and they were having all these these things go on, and you know, I suggested to them, get your house blessed. blessed. Yeah, and they did. And and what what made it so hard is after all was said and done, things just k- kept getting worse for this family, and they they ended up moving. Wow, uh, because it got so bad. But so I want to play. I want to have you play just a little bit of these. I've got uh, three EVPs that we got from this particular investigation. Uh, uh, so let's listen to those, and then we'll talk about them briefly. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, assholes. <laughs> I wanted to sleep tonight. Here's another thing that you'll notice with EVPs is there's generally a different 
tone quality to it. Um, because they don't, once again, they don't have vocal cords. Yeah. So the, the first one that you guys play on the analog rep- recorder that we talked about, the, the no shit one, uh, that was, I mean, that sounds like someone really said no shit. Like some asshole was behind you and said that, like, right. no shit, you're in an old part of the graveyard. Uh, but these were really hard for me to discern. So when you get a, a recording that, that clearly has something on it, how do you figure out what the hell it's actually saying? So, so, the, so the first one that you played, this, the, the quieter one that we're calling Anna, um, it was a recorder set up in the basement and we all left. So there was nobody in the basement and it sounds to us like it's whispering Anna over and over. And you're recording at a really, really sensitive level, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, our recorders are are extremely sensitive. They pick up everything on purpose. So the the the, the weird thing about the other two that was uh, two different bedrooms to me it sounds like the same voice. The one I can't even tell what it's saying, but that horrible noise that wasn't any of us. And then the second one sounds like the same voice to me, and it sounds like it says, "Here I am." So it sounds to me like the same voice going from room to room. Uh, yeah, that would be creepy if you actually were hearing some of that kind of stuff in so, your house. So at, during the investigation, we didn't hear any of that. That's what's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the idea behind some of the reasons you record the way you record. How, however, the the little the two little girls in this family were hearing stuff, and that was why the parents brought us in in the first place. And here, here's was one of their names, Anna. No, no. So we don't know where Anna came from. The, the biggest dead girl reason in the foundation. <laughs> my bones are in the basement. Um, <laughs> so one of the biggest reasons that we do not do private homes now, first of all, is a huge. It's a liability. If you go in and if you catch the stuff and someone freaks out and. And, and in this case, rightly so. And it's like, well, I need to move now. I can't live here because of what you did. That's a huge, that's a huge liability. Yeah. Like almost like you're the, well, when we talk to, you'll, you guys will hear, the, the, our listening audience will hear when we talk to Susan. Um, she talked about uh, a story of being in a village in like, uh, uh, Trinidad. Trinidad, I think it was. Um, it might have been in Belize. But they got chased out of the village because the villagers were like, you brought this to life. You woke it up. Yeah, you exactly. woke up the spirit we already knew was here, but you pissed it off, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I can totally see where. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if if a personal friend or somebody like that wanted us to come, we would. But that was kind of the last straw for us for doing personal investigations. So then we did it. We did it. We've done a number of um Group investigations, typically where it's our group and we'll invite a handful of people. But we try to keep the number of people consistent with with where we're at. So there's not a whole bunch of people so you don't have contamination. Yeah, because when you have, you know, 15 people in a small room, things... Forget about it. That there's yeah. You're not going to be able to discern yeah. what happened. So in so, a place like Asylum 49 or some of the other places we've been... Let's move on to the Union Station. So... Here's, here's the cool thing about the Union Station I would like to, to brag a little bit for. Um, we, so we went to the depot, the actual, uh, the venue. We were the first group ever allowed to come in and do an investigation there. So 
And that's uh, that's an actual old rail rail station. Exactly, yeah, that's it's the like, old for real Union yeah. Station. And th- so that was well, that was pretty cool. I felt pretty good about that. Um, so we got invited to go in, and we were there with uh, there was what like twenty other people, thirty other people <sighs> total, but sp- total, yes. but split up into small over the groups. Union Station. So we were in groups of about three or four, in individual groups. Mm-hmm. And which was perfect. That was as absolutely perfect. And everybody was in different enough spaces during the whole time. And then we would, we would rotate. And so you didn't have all of the, the contamination and all of the human interference with it. So let's, let's, let's set this one up and we'll talk about this one. Which one? This last one. Okay. So here we were in the coat area, um, on the main, I think it was the, it's the main level. But, and it's what depot. used to be forever ago, the coat room where you'd check your coat, and then they'd take it to the back room. So it's the back room of when it was the old Union Station where people would check their baggage and their coats and whatever. So, yeah. And by this time, it was it was probably one in the morning. Something so it was, like that. It was very quiet. There wasn't a whole lot going on outside. There had been a wedding there earlier that night that we kind of had to wait for to end, which was fine. Um so we were we were sitting in this room and it was pretty quiet, and we had a visitor come and talk to us. So so we got that. So we had been asking. It's you know we had been commenting how it was peaceful in the room, how it was not like other areas where we had been, and what. That's not one that we heard. No. Until we went back and, and checked our, our recordings. And to me, it sounds like it says, I just want to stay. I think it's pretty clearly that it says that. I mean, that's not like <laughs> the other ones that you got from Asylum, or not Asylum, but uh, the, the private house were much less discernible than that. Yeah. That one was, that one was probably one of our best, one of our best EVPs because it's very clear. It's, it's a it's woman. It's clear there's not, anything around it so it's basically silence and then you hear it so right you got a couple more from this place right yep so I have two more from from here so the next one um this was so so we were down in the basement in the green room so when they have concerts at the depot uh, obviously they have the green room for the bands and there's two or three rooms there's three three rooms down in the basement so so holly and the person that was with you were in one room and myself and two other people were in the room next to her. And there was a, a mirror. Uh, There's mirrors on the walls that, that sandwiched the two walls. So we were doing an investigation in the mirror. Pretty much. On, on our end. I'm not sure what you were doing. We were just sitting on a couch, but the noises that we heard were coming from the area with, with the, um, mirror on it and i just want to so when we first got down there i went we went to go walk in the rooms and start investigating i wasn't allowed in the room for a good minute whatever was there would not let me into the room like physically it physically felt like somebody kept pushing me back every time i try to walk in like nope Nope, you can't come in here. Nope, you can't come in here. And silly me, I'm like, no, I want to go in. So it's almost like they're like, fine, fine, you can come in. And this is one of those instances where 
I didn't get anything on my recorder, but the guy that was with me sitting right next to me got all sorts of stuff. And I played our, our, uh, our audio, you know, back to back, or, or I should say simultaneously. And you can totally hear where the other voices interject. So this is what he got on his recorder during your investigation in that room. Yes. Looks like someone got mad. So that was, uh, I mean, that was clear like someone was just talking. So that they, sounded like regular voice. So that looks like someone got mad was the person investigating with, with her. Oh, okay. The voice behind it that says, me, I did. See, I don't know if I heard that. I'm so play it again. Yeah. Looks like someone got mad. I can hear it in that second one a little bit better. <laughs> but is that just because I'm, I'm looking for that now? Cause and, there's, the- and sometimes that, that is the case. So when we get stuff like that, we will pass it around to everybody and we won't, to everyone in our group, and we won't say what we heard. We'll just say, I think I found something. Take a listen because every, it's up to interpretation for everybody. But that was one of those that we all agreed on. Yeah. That, that was the thing that so- was down there. So, so in the room, so that investigation was going on in that room and I'm in the room next to, to them. And like, so there's me and like two other people and we're asking, we're getting set up and we're asking questions into the mirror. And so this is happening at about the same time that their investigation is going on. And this is what I caught on my recorder. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, let's. Okay, so somebody not in our group asked, What are you doing? And then the response, I'm sitting right here. So that, the what are you doing was not. That wasn't one of us, and the I'm sitting right here wasn't one of us. And those are two distinct, different, very different voices. You play that one again, real quick. Was that one that you heard after, like after the fact, when you were going back listening through the to recording? Your... It wasn't one that I, we heard during the investigation. For for me, overall, uh, the Union Station was really cool. But for me, overall, it was relatively calm. It was kind of one of those that was awesome. It was cool. We were the first ones in there. But it, I didn't think we had gotten a whole lot. And then when we went back and, and went through the, the recordings, we found these. I mean, and that's that's kind of something that most people overlook. Not only is it hard, to your point earlier, Chris, it's hard to go into a room, be quiet, sit still, not do anything for a long period of time. But what's equally hard is going back over these EVPs oh, yeah, with the attention to detail that you need to really listen for anything you know that's unusual. That's why it doesn't interest me in the slightest. It's hard, and, and most people get caught up in the sensationalism of the movies and the shows, right? And think it's going to be like that, and then when they find out what's really what really goes into a good investigation, so it's not contaminated and serious, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of effort, and it turns a lot of people off. 
It's it's rough. I mean, there was one investigation that we did that I had a really bad head cold. And so the whole night that I was listening to the next day, so not only did I relive four hours of my life, but every, I, I was Donald Trumping it. I was <laughs> <laughs> about every five seconds. Nasty coke habit. Exactly. So that got old real fast, but you do, you relive. And then sometimes we have two or three devices with us. So sometimes you relive the same night four times so, yeah so if i well it's just it's just like when uh, you some boring shit when you edit our <laughs> podcast uh, also some boring <laughs> shit <laughs> so you have a four or five hour investigation but you set up five recorders throughout the building that run the whole time and and let's be honest i mean there's there's times that we've got investigations where four and five hours and absolutely nothing, nothing. yeah we might have personal experiences which i think are just as valuable but you can't show somebody a personal experience yeah and i've i mean i've had personal experiences just growing up in different areas uh where i definitely feel that kind of stuff happening so but i mean it no more than you can prove this audio tape of someone saying no shit at some point right right 15 years ago um but again if you're not doing it to to prove anything to anyone but yourself then you and know, that's the thing. It's, we're just curious. We just want, we know that something's there, but we don't always know what. And we're the very first ones to say, we will go in and try to see if there's anything scientific that will explain what just happened. That's the first thing we go to. We don't do the, did you hear that? Did you hear that thing that you hear on the, on the TV it's shows? <laughs> it must be the devil. You know, it's, it's not always the devil. So. Josh is all poised. He's got, he's all peacock. He's all like a he's fucking turned rooster. Up. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to start yelling at Chunga again for like the 15th time. I know you don't, you've only done it once tonight, but you, you did do it a bunch of times. Oh my though. gosh. Every time you guys talk to a paranormal investigator. No, group. you know, it's one of those things where I, I I'm not going to mention Jimmy fucking Chunga personally, <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. Having gone with professionals, who do it the right way and who spend the time and who legitimately care about it and they're not trying to drum up money or or fame or anything like that it's a totally different ball game than than walking through and watching like ass hat on wheels like drum up all this sensationalism and i'm not going to mention jimmy fucking chunga i don't care i'm not mentioning him at all <laughs> but there's there's more people that are sensationalists well, not, well, as even, well even talking to i mean even talking to someone like susan slaughter you know the the shows as real as they might be in the actual investigation that they're doing they're gonna edit the shit out of it and they're gonna sensationalize it they well they're gonna to. take a they're going to take a 12-hour investigation and pump it into a 30-minute show, and they're going to take... Oh, screw that. They're going to pump it into 10 minutes of a 30-minute show. Like, it's yeah. it's tiny how much they edit yeah. down. And she mentioned that. And it's got to be entertaining, right? right. If exactly. you're going to show the shit on TV, it has to be entertaining. If you do a 12-hour investigation and you played the 12 hours and then the 12 hours of listening to shit and then the 12 hours of listening to the second device and watching all the fucking video... No one's going to watch that because it's boring as hell. The same reason I didn't play every damn bit of the recordings that you guys did. We cut out <laughs> the EVPs. Exactly. And we just played the little segments. Um, because it really, I don't know how you guys do it. 
it bores the hell out of me to think of listening. To it's the anticipation of wondering if you're going to, if you caught something though, if you know, that's really yeah. what it is. Cause we've been on investigations where I was like, I'm so sure that we found something. There has to be something here because of all the personal experiences and, and whatever nothing. and nothing. Well, but that it, it, to me, that helps validate it. And by the way, I want to be perfectly clear. I do not believe in supernatural shit. But, so I may be the one person in this room, I, I don't know everyone's beliefs, but I may be the one person in the room that I just don't believe in anything supernatural. But it lends credence to a good investigation when you have times when you go and you get nothing. Because if, why would you do that if you were fake, if you were just trying to drum this up or, or create some sort of a situation? Like you could do that anytime, anyplace, anywhere. So again, I think there's this world out there that's inexplicable. Do I think it has to do with the paranormal? Maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm thinking too literally of the, the paranormal versus like unexplained real world phenomena. I don't know, but I tell you, it, it, it's hard to disprove what you're hearing and what you're seeing and what you're seeing with people that aren't trying to prove anything, aren't trying to, like, don't have an agenda. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my my biggest issues with people who are professional psychics, professional mediums, people who who do things like that for money. I am a sensitive myself. I am an empath. I see, hear, experience things uh, a lot. And when you have these people who go on TV and do it for the big money and do it for the fame and the fortune, it, I, I think that they get, can get very easily caught up in the fame, the fortune, and the money. Well, it's easy to do that. Absolutely. Instead of doing it for the interest or doing it to help somebody or something or I, like that. I think some of those people start with that intent and go, you know, I want to do this full time. I want this to be something I can make a living at because I don't not want to, I don't want to have to work a nine to five job and then only be able to do this and only be able to help people in the evenings, on the weekends, when I've got a chance because I'm struggling to get by. So they do, they, they, they do things for money, whether it's tarot card readings or whatever. And the ones that are really good at it, uh, there's a lure there. Absolutely. You know, they, they see the mentalist and, and those sorts of things and they go, well, you know, that televangelist, he makes a fuckload of money. He's got a couple <laughs> private jets. He basically does what I can do. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I didn't have to work a nine to five job, I totally wouldn't do that. Let's be honest here. And I'm not saying that every single one of out there is like that. I think there are some out there who are truly using oh, sure. the gift or curse, however you want to look at it, and using it to actually help people. Um, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't want to go. I wouldn't send stuff like this to ghost adventures or ghost hunters or anything like that because 
that's not why we're doing it. Our intent is different and it just really changes the purity of whatever I'm experiencing, you're experiencing, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's too bad because it's something that could could be very good and and is meant to be something very good, but some people take it and you know run with it and want to be scratched. Exactly. Well, Holly, uh, I would thank Jeremy, but he's here every damn week. <laughs> uh, I do want to thank you for for coming and and sharing a lot of the experiences with us. I think it's. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a very uh, different episode than normal, but I think in a very good way. So, Well, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. And you have a good birthday, too. I do have a good birthday. Jeremy and I have the same birthday. So for people who don't know, who are you? Um, I'm Susan Slaughter. People know me from Ghost Hunters Academy and Ghost Hunters International on the Sci-Fi Channel. And so we're reporting live from the Halloween Expo in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so hunt, you hunt ghosts. I am a paranormal investigator. I do not hunt ghosts. I hate that term. So talk to Arr! me. Talk to me about your middle name, Noel. Yeah. How? I mean, you didn't use it just now, but it's all over your Facebook, and it's kind of part of your identity. So I'm curious. Um, I used that because that was like I had a bunch of people ripping my profiles and making fake profiles and all that stuff and they didn't and i those the people bastards. that knew me knew that i had a middle name noel so that's that's how you know it's the real me yeah oh well that's how i knew that was one <laughs> of the indicators i use my middle name too because it's probably the most distinct thing about me but no, <laughs> noel yeah, the way you spell it is totally u- distinct and unique yes n-o-e-l-l-e i was a. Uh, I was named uh, after my uncle, who, his name is Noel, but they gave me the feminine spelling, which is the E-double-L-E at the end. Which means beautiful. Really? I'm making that up. (laughs) You know what? It feels right. It feels right. I think so. I'm going to go with it. Use that from now on. Yeah. How long have you been doing this uh, paranormal investigating? Um, I kind of started breaking into places... For the sake of investigating when I was like 15. I joined a team though when I was 18. Yeah, you give them that money. I will. Yeah, it's stripping. Services <laughs> rendered. Yeah, stripping. I saw what you were doing under these tables. Ow. That's why we keep the tablecloths long. Yep. <laughs> what, what happens at Halloween Expo stays at Halloween Expo. If only that were true. Herpes does not stay here. No. Let's spread the love, right? <laughs> All too well. No, well. So I, you, you're from Calif- California. I'm, that- I'm from Florida. I moved okay. to California five years ago. So okay. I've been living there. I still do research out there sometimes. And, you know, I've kind of segued into like cinema and film a little bit because that's what I went to school for, folks. But you, you um, actually didn't go to school to be a uh, paranormal investigator. I did not. That was a hobby of mine that just kind of took me in this whole other direction. Well, but in this, in the paranormal investigation, you've actually fused acting because you've been involved in some of those productions that focus on the paranormal investigation. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You know, I think that's why, like, I was, I guess, quasi successful in that. You know, they knew that I was comfortable on camera because of what I was doing. I come from the stage. Back way then, off the quasi, young lady. Back <laughs> way off the quasi, okay? 
Well, okay. But the, the, the flip side to that is I get a lot of shit for like, oh, well, she's an actress. So therefore, everything she does is fake. You know, and it's it's kind of not fair because, you know, it's like, you know, what? So you, because you work at Walmart, you can't be a paranormal investigator. You, you, it's, you know what well, I mean? Or, you know, because you work at Walmart, the paranormal doesn't exist. You know, it's like if you were to take it to a whole other thing, you know, like, oh, well, I mean, I don't know. So, yes, I, I kind of try to segregate the, the two careers because I don't want it to kind of overlap, right. you know? Do you, do you ever feel like just saying, y'all going to make me lose my cool up in here, up in here? <laughs> do you ever feel like saying that? You know, I, I haven't recently, um, but right now it's kind of like it's, I feel it. Like is I, it bubbling I, up? She's feeling it. She's feeling it. Y'all are gonna make me lose my cool. Up in, <laughs> here. Up in here, up in here. So how much of how much of what is shown on Ghost Hunters is real, and how much of it's completely staged? Um, I could speak for Ghost Hunters International, and I mean, we never staged anything whatsoever. I think that's probably why we got the axe sooner than later because we weren't willing to like play up any instances for the sake of the camera. Because I mean, and. They not, hired me. I know it's well, investigating's not that entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Like no. anybody well, that legitimately does it knows it's sitting in the dark for hours and hours. It's ten hours of nothing. And then yeah. listening to your EVPs for four or five hours afterwards. And, and then finding a minute and a half that's like, holy shit, that's awesome. More like 0.5 seconds of a breath. <laughs> and then you're like, whatever, that, that could have been anything. That could have been someone ripping a fart that we didn't hear. Dude, right. you know, tag your, tag your stuff, man. Tag your farts. <laughs> uh, excuse me, that was me just now. That was me farting just now. <laughs> Uh, so that was not the supernatural farting just now. That was just me. That was just me. So what's right. the? You mean it wasn't Bezelbub? <laughs> Bezelbub just farted. Did anyone hear Bezelbub fart? What's the coolest location you've ever visited? Oh, the, my favorite was when I was in Belize and I was investigating um, the Actun Tunique Muknal Cave. And Say that five times fast. It's it's pronounced the ATM cave for those who don't want to pronounce it. But we went, like, hiking two miles underground, like, spelunking into, like, the depths of what the Mayans believed were the netherworld. The gateway to hell, right? Well, they don't believe in hell. They they believed in the netherworld, I guess, you know. Hell's for Satan. And they're not Christians. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we went there, and there was this awesome, like, um, crystallized, fossilized, like, uh, skeleton remains, like, that's been fused from living there or resting there, I guess, for, like, over 3,000 years. And that was cool. So we went underground, and we spent, like, 48 hours in pitch black wow. darkness, going through wet caves, like, kind of diving underneath, like, stalagmites? Stalactites, yeah. Stalactites. Yep. <laughs> I forget which ones are the ones that come from the bottom. And Once come up, one comes one goes down. down yeah. The ones that come down is the ones I had to go under. But it was so beautiful and really creepy. And, and it was the first time I actually got to experience, like, you know, nature doing really cool things. Like, nature doing what it do. Yeah, like, you know, all the animals that have lived in this cave system, they, like, completely see through and they have their own light, you know, so they're, like, phosphorescent. And, you know, it's just things like that where you're like, well, nature could be really cool, too. It's not just ghosty stuff. But I did hear some pretty interesting things, like voices calling at me from the ends of, like, dark caverns. 
It was it was creepy, but it was a lot of fun. That's cool. So I also have to ask, sorry, I'm boycotting everything here. Of of all your evidence, in your own opinion, what what was the most interesting piece of evidence that you guys have captured on either your show or your own personal investigations? Well, the better pieces of evidence I've captured were with Ghost Hunters International because we had, like, the bunch of equipment. The you know? good equipment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have that stuff stocked in my pocket yeah. at any given time. But I think uh, when we were... One was in Trinidad. We're at the Lopino Plantation. And we had just set up, like, a stationary camera shooting over, uh, I guess, like a... a a yard with a tree. It was like a tree that supposedly was used to hang slaves. Oh, which wow. is really messed up. I know. Seriously. So we kept a camera on it, and um, as we're reviewing, we saw this ball of light manifest. And as it started to manifest on camera, it went through the tree. And as it went through the tree, it was like reflecting light off of all of the leaves and scaring all the animals out of the tree. Wow. Like squirrels and birds flew away. But as it was going through the tree and the leaves, it wouldn't move any of the branches or leaves. So whatever this ball of light was able to be felt by the animals, emitted light that reflected off of the tree and leaves, but wouldn't manipulate physically anything that it touched. So that was really cool. I mean, it's like, what is that, you know? It looked like a giant ball of fire. It was the size of a volleyball. It's amazing how sometimes it's not an EVP. It's not necessarily a picture. It it has more to do with an experience that speaks to you. Well, that was just the most amazing thing we caught on camera because the locals were talking about this ancient... uh, I guess, like, cryptic vampire spirit that has Was been, it Chupacabra? <laughs> it was called the Soconya, which was, like, this uh, shape-shifting vampire hag. And that she... Damn! Yeah, and she she was, is a ball of fire that takes on, like, you know, like a homeless woman's, like, personality huh. just to kind of gain, like, sympathy to, like, suck the energy and blood from people that gave into her wow and this was something it's like okay that's a cool story but you like kind of put that under like the urban legend type deal until you capture like that ball of light and that's been something that's been you know and and scaring the shit out of all the animals and people in the village for like hundreds upon hundreds of years that's awesome i would be fresh out of poop forever (laughs) just knowing that the soka yon the Cabra. Well, we didn't. They didn't take too kindly to us in that village after we showed them that evidence. They're like, "See, this is why we don't want you here." We got chased out with like bats and machetes because you brought oh, wow. it back. Like you brought yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. "This is like what you're doing. Like, this is why we don't mess with those things." And they're right. like truly terrified. I think that whole experience. It wasn't just capturing it on camera. It was the whole experience and how it affected that entire sure. town. And then the second one that I loved was when I was investigating Nicaragua. Um, we were we used the 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 laser grid, you know, oh, yeah. and, and oh, yeah. that's a big fancy tool that everyone likes to use. But we we're doing like long exposure photography with the laser grid down a hallway, and we captured through the long exposure and like automatic, you know, like photos that we we're taking the manifestation of a soldier. And you could see it, like, you know, morphing the dots a little bit. And you could see it, like, coming, like, it was manifesting from the ceiling downward. So you could see as it as it was manifesting through our still photography. That's so cool. And it was the wow. coolest thing we ever caught. Thanks to the laser grid, we were able to, like, 
outline it, it and then actually see the features in the person's face. It was pretty cool. We we used a laser grid, but we never caught anything super cool on it like that. Not cool like that. We've caught some motion. A little, a little bit of motion, but, but man, that would be like the epitome of what you'd want to catch in a laser exactly. grid. Exactly. I have a question because you've done, I mean, Ghost Hunters International, you've had an opportunity to go to places that most people would only dream of. This might be a naive question, but do you, from the places you've been in America to going to older countries, do you sense a different energy Absolutely. in those places? And it's so noticeable, and I think it's. I'm lucky to have the experience to to be able to to see that difference because most people that investigate don't really get the chance to go. Like I've been to many different regions, and I find like when when you're going like south of the equator, like the things that happen, like like it's weird. So like it, it, Samoa, the South Pacific Islands, New Zealand, and even like if you go to like Trinidad or the Caribbean, the energy that's in that belt for some weird reason is so um, elemental and weird. Like I'm not getting when I go down there, I'm not picking up energy that used to be like a human spirit. Like a lot of things that we get in that environment, in those areas are like shapeshifters or weird like, wow, you know, almost cryptoid looking things. Or yeah. a lot of like light anomalies yeah. or shape shifting lights or shadows or things like that. Sure. When you go to like Europe, like the UK, you go to Ireland and, you know, like even Scandinavian countries, you know, in Canada, that whole upper portion mm-hmm. of that belt, then you start getting a lot of more like residual energies, like of people, like imprints of it's the past, old. Yeah, you know, in their buildings. And I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if we should, as paranormal investigators, we should look into the types of energies that are like, you know, re- resonating in those parts mm-hmm. of the world because it really is a, a whole different like type of activity depending on wh- where you are on the planet. Um, when I grew up, like I, I kind of like I grew up in Florida and that that like is technically like the, the beginning of like the Bermuda Triangle because I was born in Homestead which is like right where the Keys kind of start and then it, it's like it's a really cool spot but then I was like I was always experiencing like the elemental weird things there and we had ancient like Tequesta Indians that like roamed like thousands upon thousands of years ago like in Florida and they had really shallow graves because of the limestone and the swamps and all that stuff and um, I was just getting a lot of like that um, tribal, I, that's the way I would call it, like a tribal, tribal energy yeah. and and like uh, shape-shifting energy. And I don't know what it is about that area that, I mean, when I go to Europe, it's totally different. I almost find it like, I, I'm more excited about like non-human energies because to me, I feel like they, they have a key a little bit to more of like who we are as human beings. Does that type of energy make you nervous at all? Um, not really. I, I don't, I'm not scared of any of it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm what not, are you afraid don't of? Underst- like, people are scary as fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, like some, yeah, like some strangers sure. shit. You it's know the what I mean? living that you have to worry yeah, about. I can't like, see that to me is terrifying. Like I, if something <laughs> happens in my house, I don't freak out thinking, it's a ghost. Like most people are be like, Oh, it's, I'm like, Oh my God, intruder. And so like, I have my hidden weapons just in case, like, <laughs> you know, 
But I, I just, I'm terrified of people. People are scary as hell. What are you doing now? What are you doing? Oh, well, the, the, the fluctuation in my hair, it happened because I was working on a couple of, like, indie films and it just character stuff. Like, they just changed my hair up. And sci-fi and Pilgrim Films didn't let me change my look on Ghost Hunters. They wanted me to be, like, the dark goth girl. And, I mean, although that is a pars- part of my personality, I'm, you know, that's not how I need to look all the time. I felt it made me look a little unapproachable, you know? Like, I looked kind of too serious. And my personality, I'm, like, I'm pretty chill and laid back. And I like to crack jokes. And I'm very, like, personable and open to people. I love people. So it's kind of... Although terrified of them yeah. because they're, in general, bastards. I only am really nice to them because I'm scared of them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because they're she, bastards. That's why when she saw you, because you've been stalking her on Facebook for so long, Josh, she was like... I recognized his face. It, well, and I was like, why do like, I know you? It's etched in your, it's etched and in your you, brain. <laughs> you're, you're like, okay... Guy that I should make sure I am aware of where he's at. At all times. <laughs> I'm not on your restraining order list, am I? No, not yet. <laughs> It'll come. Yeah, I'll see him like on on my yard with his little geriatric pug. He's like, his hey, we, at me. you talked to me. You talked to me in Salt Lake. You remember? We, we, we were so now that means I can follow you everywhere. <laughs> so that's you, an open invite. Yeah, you have the background in acting. You're also amazing in the paranormal stuff. What do you what do you want to see from the paranormal community right now? Because it is so unfortunately s- scripted. It's changed because I don't well, know if it's the audience that they're trying to reach or it, it used to have it used to be a little more pure and it's not. It's anymore. lost its edge for sure. I think the community wise, because you're mentioning people on television and I don't necessarily like but that's Lump. what pe- that's what I people know, know unfortunately. Know. That's what Sadly. people know. Yeah. Well, I wish people would be a little bit more like objective, you know, and less like bible thumping with their beliefs, you know. <laughs> like if you're going to go in and uh and like investigate, you can't just assume things are demons. I mean, it, you it's I have my own personal beliefs and you have your own personal beliefs, but those things have to take a back seat when you're investigating. You know what I mean? And you can have your own opinions on those things and what they are to you, how they translate to you, but you can't translate it outwardly like that to everybody else. Right. And and learn a little bit about like biology and science too. A lot of people are going in there without knowing like what energy is and how to like how it manifests and you know what I mean? Like yeah. like I, like learn a little bit about you know Tesla and and you know learn a little bit about these people learn about like what 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 your equipment's doing you know cuz a lot of people just use it they turn it on and record and they don't understand like what's happening through a device outwardly you know what i mean and, and it's just it just so, bubs me <coughs> we people are uninformed we we agree completely and our perspective from our conversations Jeremy and i and he he runs a group a local group called the paranormal illumination society and what we've noticed is that when people approach this from a subjective viewpoint, they bring in all of that perspective and it automatically becomes a filter that they see everything through. Whereas if people are objective, then they sit down and they don't, they don't try to rationalize it. They hear it and then they try to put it in context rather than put it into context before they truly understand it. And that's a big distinction in the, in the process. And honestly, in Utah, it really, it's quite hard. You have a lot of that subjectivity creeping in where people hear something and automatically they uh, associate it it's with a demon. something instantly. 
instantly. It's, it's like the devil. And it sucks. Not your mom. I know. Yeah. It really bums me out to see that. It's, you know, and don't, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Please don't be sad. There are people. But it is sad because people are assume and yeah. they can't really connect with the space that they're in because of that. Right. Absolutely. And that and that's and and on top of that, they're not going to get the results they want. I feel like a lot of the time, it's people just want. People in the paranormal field now just want to be considered like badass and macabre, you know, and you know what I mean? Like, that's why they <laughs> investigate. They're not really they're enticing. And yeah, because they're like, oh, like I get scratched. I, I walk on the, the dark side now. Look how I, edgy I am. I spell yeah. my name with a K when it should be a C. All right, Michaela. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I can never do an interview or a podcast where no one like someone doesn't talk mad shit about ghost adventures was that what you're doing just now no but if you took it that way and it makes it easier for you to do this that that's totally awesome <laughs> i didn't mean it we that were way. talking about the like name spellings earlier like uh, local a lot of people change i'm gonna up. spell my name like s-u-z-a-n yes you should and and slaughter and with, with an a and that u with the two little like yes. dots at the top german. the germ i am half german so if you're susie sue from susie and the banshees uh, yeah s i o u x z s i l m n o p half german like what the shit is you doing Floridian, there's all the words half goth i'm i'm half german half nicaraguan all awesome <laughs> you know but still looks super white so we want to ask, though, if you were to give advice to anybody who wants to seriously do an investigation, what what bit of advice could you give them? I don't know. Like I, before, I would say something like, "Why don't you find a local team and join them?" But at the same time, there's so many local teams now that are just such total BS. And I I would say like maybe just. Get smart on some books real quick. Read, read, like learn about your faith and learn about other people's faith. So read, do a little research. Do a little research. Like read, read the Bible, read the Quran, read, you know, like Deepak Chopra, like read things about, from other spiritual places just so you can understand the broadness of spirituality, you know, and read, you know, read. I don't know. Anton LaVey. Read some satanic shit. I don't know. Whatever. So, so the big Learn thing about is demons. Read. If you're going to go and call <laughs> something a demon, that's another thing. Like no people don't even know about demons, you know, and like what, where all of that comes from. So like when you're yelling at something in a Christian term that's been around for thousands of years before Christianity, that's kind of insulting too. imagine to that energy, you know. They're like, if I were that energy, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, figure uh, out what I am, motherfucker. It's like being misinterpreted right off the bat. You're not gonna. I would be insulted and standoffish, and I wouldn't want to communicate with that person. You, That's, know what I mean? you just described every day of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know, the per be spiritually inclined, and not only your own spirituality is what I'm saying. Be open minded. Yeah, open-minded, and, you know, learn a little bit about energy, you know, read about that shit. Well, thanks for taking some time with us. Here. Yeah, guys, I'm glad I got to meet you Please, in please come back and visit us again sometime. Never! Whoa. Well, we can right. Skype. I'm just kidding. Yay! I come to Utah quite often. This is my fourth time here. So my name is Lydia. I'm founder of M&L Mysteries and Legends Paranormal. Um, I've been into the paranormal since I was a kid. Started investigating, bought my first... Uh, with my child support money, of course, when I was 12, bought my first analog recorder, cassette, Ooh, old school. Analog. Still have said analog recorder. doesn't work anymore, Sad. but I've got it. Um, so I've kind of always been into it. And then when all the 
I had a pretty traumatic experience when I was 16 that made me a little scared. Um, I've learned from it. And I actually talked about it for the first time last year. And I just got into it more because I don't ever want someone to feel that way. Like, there's no help. If I tell you that this happened, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm nuts. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing with a lot of people who have paranormal experiences. The first thing they do is deny it. Yep. And then once they have time to think about it and, and, and decide for themselves, you know what? I think that was something real. Then they don't want to talk about it. It's kind of like coffee. <laughs> the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Yes. But it only let's substitute Folgers for paranormal activity. Yes. You yes. feel me? Yes, I do. Good. I do. Now, one of the first questions I get when homeowners call me is, the first thing they say when I answer the phone, Lydia with them in a paranormal, you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> or this may sound stupid. I'm like... No, probably Try not. me. Try me. <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah. even times when I tell people that believe that I think, you know, I think that they might think I'm crazy even if they do believe. So I get it. So, so okay. So how do you approach it when somebody calls you with whatever the case may be? How do you approach it? What, what's kind of your, how, how do we put it? Your Josh Mode of... Modus Operandi. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Mode of operations. So we're we're more technological. We like to debunk. I never, ever want to go into someone's home and say, yeah, you got ghosts here. That's the last thing I want to try. I mean, I want to, of course, know if there are spirits out there. But if someone tells me, you know, they call me, I kind of ask probing questions. Okay. You hear creaking in your house. Okay, is it when someone's upstairs? Is it when the heater comes on? Is it when you use the plumbing, the water heater? So I kind of ask probing questions before we get out there. And then when you get out there, the first thing I do is I take my baseline reading with the EMF detector through the whole house. So for those that don't know, what's EMF? Electromagnetic electromagnetic field detector. Okay, and what does that do? Um, So it picks up different, different types of electrical... Electro- oh my gosh, I cannot talk today. It's Sorry, guys. It's, Day it's, three. It's, it's it may or may not have been the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it may or may not have been the alcohol. Um, it just picks up electrical fields. And I've noticed that with, um, and I was talking with another investigator from another team, we have all these meters, and each one picks up a different kind of energy. So we can have one meter going off when the other one's not in a specific area. Uh, there's there's quite a few of them, but it just picks up the electricity in the room, any kind of electrical can do it water water pipes plumbing pipes will give it off copper wiring okay so you go through the house with that first yep. and 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 what is it that you're looking for why would you do that i'm looking for that because the electromagnetic field if, if it's strong like someone's got a bunch of wiring that's given off the high emf field it can cause you to feel sick it can cause you to feel like you're seeing things um, paranoia, it can cause a whole bunch of sensations. So I always want to check for that and rule that out because I don't want to falsely not do that and that's what right. it is. Well, there's nothing like coming in and oh yeah, you're haunted when all yeah. it was is some faulty wiring yeah, and some exactly. bad plumbing. Exactly. And we've had that before. We've had that where you're going, wow, your house is just like a hot box. <laughs> Get an electrician in here. Yeah. So and how, how, how do you break it to someone that you've done all the due diligence and you feel like, no, this is clearly not a paranormal situation how do you break so here i am i come to you mm-hmm. i present a situation in which i'm positive i'm haunted you do the due diligence you realize that i'm probably not break it to me so i tell them you know i went through everything went through the evidence everything we found we couldn't find anything that is pointing to this being paranormal 
Um, not to say that there's not anything here, but we didn't find anything. Everything we found had a logical explanation for it. We got, we just didn't catch anything. If you guys have any problems, we never leave someone hanging. We give them our card. If you have keep having issues, call us. We'll come back out. Try again. Try again. Do you charge them for that? No, we never charge for an investigation. So, so what do you have to say to those groups out there that charge for their <laughs> services? Because there are those. I'm not fond of it. It's not like you're going into a store, you're buying a product. It breaks. It doesn't work. You can take it back and get your money back. I can't go into someone's house and guarantee that if there's a spirit there and I cleanse that house and I get rid of that spirit or I coach them that that spirit's going to stay away. I can get rid of it. I can teach them how to keep it away. But I'm not going to go and say, yeah, I charge $100 an hour to come out and cleanse your house or investigate. can't guarantee I can do anything for you. I can tell you if there's something here and how to live with it or get rid of it for you. Or point you in the right direction. Or point you in the right direction. And there's times where I've gone out on cases and I haven't known, okay, I don't know what to do on this one. It's not something I've dealt with. I have a network of other groups that I trust, and I. So what do you do? Let's let's say you go into a house; it's not faulty wiring or plumbing, and there is something. There's some bad juju going on. What are you going to tell somebody? So usually, what I tell them after we go through all the evidence, I show them what we found. If we think there is something there, we tell them what we think it is. We give them two options. You guys, if you're okay with living with it, we can <coughs> kind of talk to it. Tell you know they're scaring the crap out of you guys. Please tone it down. Kind of teach them how to deal with the, the spirits that are there. If they don't want it there, then we cleanse. We can cleanse the house. So now um, that is a good point. Not all entities are bad, are bad. and evil and nope. out to hurt people. No, no. I have been. Some doing are just really loud and annoying. And <laughs> change clocks and, and some of them are chargers. Some of them are naked. Tell naked. me about the naked ones. <laughs> naked ones. Um, well, you, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> You know, I, I promised him I wouldn't say anything. It was kind of a private, <laughs> it's kind of a private thing between me and the, the naked ones. You know? Okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, the rest of my team will test that. We Those only are Josh. We get the ones that fondle you. You know, we've had team members actually fondle huh. comfortably, and they're like, they're sitting there, and you know something's going on, but they're not saying it. And you're like, What's well, why would on? they want to interrupt it? Just, I know, right? Let just, it happen. You just let that magic happen. <laughs> And, and glow in the aftermath. Let it happen, man. It's, yeah, well, I've had a couple of them. I haven't had it happen to me personally, but I know a few of them actually have. And it's, it's bothered them a little bit. So I believe spirits are naked. Why wouldn't they be naked? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Answering an age-old question I've had. If I'm a spirit, I'm going to dress however I want, act however I want. Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So of all the places that you've uh, investigated, what was your favorite? Silent 49. That one is, I've been out there many times. Um, it never disappoints. My very first time going out there as a team, I have been out there with groups before, but when I had my team, we went out. We were there, and they kind of left us to our accord, do whatever you want, leave whenever you want. We were there till 6 in the morning. Wow. We had something that was trying to split us up. We were getting getting responses on all of the, the um, equipment. It was leading on so leading us on a wild goose chase. Uh-huh. It's just we. I got us. It's just. It's an amazing building. It's. It's one of my favorites. How do you feel when you're able to help a family or a business or a person who comes to you with an issue and you're able to come to whatever the resolve may be? How do you handle that? And how's that? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. Like I said, I lived 20 years holding something in. I, I didn't have anybody to help me. It wasn't until I got into this field and I started thinking. I'm like, hey. You know, that was a bad situation. I did something bad. I paid for what I did because of what I experienced that night. 
I never told my mom because I was 16 years old. You don't tell your mom, hi, mom, I broke into a cemetery. Some some black demon thing chased, appeared with my friends, and I bolted out of there. Can you come pick me up? I called my brother to come get me uh-huh. and pick me up. I never told her, and she's mad at me because I didn't tell her. But I love the idea of being able to tell a homeowner, you know, how to handle it. See the, and, and I, I keep in touch with my clients, not so much all the time, but the first little while I'm like, Hey, how are things going? Great. Oh yeah. Things are great. We're awesome. Thank you so much. I love being able to help me because I know what it's like to live in that. Well, to have people think you're crazy yeah. or you think yeah. people are going exactly. to think you are yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's just the relief. I mean, we've had people where we've gone and done a cleansing and we watched one of my clients. We didn't know that it was oppressing her as much as it was. And when we cleansed, she was standing up straighter by the end, of the, end of the end of the night. And it just feels good to know that I can help people understand what's out there. So when you first started this, were you trying to prove something or trying to understand something or just trying to connect with something? All of the above. It was everything. I just wanted to understand more that, you know, there is something out there. There's something out there. I mean... You get a cigarette burn on your arm through a hoodie, a brand new hoodie. The hoodie's unscathed. You have that cigarette burn. You're watching it form as you pull up that hoodie. You want to know, okay, could it have been a bug? Could it have been this? Could it have been that? But to this day, that still bothers me. Now, it happened at Asylum 49, by the way. Um, <laughs> Figures. Yeah, yeah all, all of the above. I think it's just everything, all of it. The paranormal intrigues me. I want to help people. I want to learn. I want to... Oh, yeah, that happened to me. What caused it? Why? Could it have been logical? Could it have been, you know, my imagination playing a trick on me? It's hard to say that a cigarette burn is imagination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's some pretty, like, (laughs) here's some evidence. Exhibit A, my arm. See, I don't like scars. And I have stuff that I put on them. And I put it on that scar not thinking... Oh, that's a pretty cool war wound to show people and tell them I don't have a scar anymore. But... I have a witnesses. We got it on camera. I have a story. We have photos of it. But yeah, it's something that I can't explain. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a ghost that smoked a lot that just decided, hey, she knows knows what cigarette baron friends feel like. Let's get her. Hmm. You know, she was a kid. She ran into him and her parents smoked. Would you say the ghosts are dicks? (laughs) Yeah, some of them are. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to deny that. Well, so it's, I mean, I mean, it just goes, it just goes to show if someone's not a good person in life. Why are they going to be they gonna any different? Death? You know, when I die, I kind of don't plan on moving on. I'm going to stay here and wreak havoc on people. Why not mess with them? <laughs> Make them think they're a little crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think if you're an angry person in life, you're going to be an angry person in death. And it may be someone just that died miserably. Bad. Yeah. Bad, yeah. That is just unhappy, taking it out on everybody that's around them. Last night in partnership with the expo here, um, we did an investigation at Saltaire. We had Susan Slaughter from Ghost Hunters International with us. Um, it was amazing. I didn't do a lot of investigating because I did a lot of running around, you know, making sure everybody's taken care of, everything was going good, kind of shuffling the groups to where they needed to be. My team members were getting, that's probably the most activity I've ever had in that building. Wow. Everybody had something. Um, could it have been because it was a full moon? Maybe. Didn't plan that. The the windstorm, supermoon too. Yeah, supermoon. The yeah, hurricane, last hurricane night. force winds out there that were blowing doors. The whole building was breathing. I think it was just. I mean, we had people seeing shadows. They were getting figures walking through the laser grid. They were getting voices. We were hearing stuff. I went up on the, the second floor with them, and we were hearing stuff outside on the balcony. 
And we kept hearing, like, down by the doors, we kept hearing, like, someone was playing with them. We went and nothing was there. We tested it and we pushed them out. So it sounded like this was before the wind started. And I go outside to talk to the people that were outside where that balcony is. They were seeing a figure looking over that balcony that kept looking over at them. Wow. And it was about the same time we were hearing all the noises. Was it the balcony the balcony outside or the balcony inside? That, that balcony looks down outside. Into the- so if you go in the, the door, uh-huh. you're going straight up the staircase, you look at that window where the bar area is, uh-huh. there's a balcony out there. And that's where they were getting that. So we had a lot of cool personal experiences. They had flashlight play meters going off. Our, they crossed someone over oh, wow. last night. Wow. That need to be crossed. So it was a good time. It was. Did all of the different groups get something? Yes. Out of- Every single group got something, which is weird because sometimes we have groups that are like, oh, we didn't get anything. <laughs> oh, right. we didn't get anything. But it wasn't like they were getting the same stuff in the same area. So what would you say to anybody who has either had an experience or just wants to get involved in the paranormal, what would what would your suggestion be to that? The suggestion be, you know, there's a lot of teams in Utah that do this. I mean, there's a lot of great teams that I work with personally. If you're having problems in your house, don't be afraid to call somebody because we're never going to think you're crazy. Give us a call, you know. We'll help you figure out what it is. If, if they're just interested in joining a team, they want to learn more about it, follow us on Facebook. Start going out. That's how I did it. I started going out on events. Four years ago, I started going on events. I have my own team now. So how do they get a hold of you? We have mysteriesandlegendspi.com. That's our website. Currently, it's under maintenance. Kind of got put on hold because of the expo and all the stuff going on. Mm. We're on Facebook. Um, Facebook's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, for talking to us, being part of the Halloween Expo. I think we've all had a great time. It's the end of the third day. Everybody's a tad tired, but the turnout has been wonderful. Um, And I think everybody's had a good time. At least I have. Yeah. They've treated us like (laughs) rock stars over there. They've treated us like royalty. It's been great. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the New Utah Podcast. Uh, 22. Yeah, 22 episodes. that's, uh, I don't know. 22 was a good awesome. year. It's not a very special episode number, I guess. <laughs> Should make We're it getting there. Yeah. 25 would be awesome. I can feel it. Well, <laughs> and Jeremy and I were talking about it earlier. If we can get past 25, then we will have broken through. We have probably done 10 podcasts up to 25. And, I, and one that Jeremy wasn't involved in a long time ago, starting now, actually got into the 40s. But that's the only one we've ever done. So this is going to be new territory for us. You guys have had good guests lately, too. We Not have. just myself, but you've had really good guests <laughs> we on. Have. And, but we and, appreciate and you. And I do encourage well, you, you know, if, if you listen to the podcast, if you like it, share it with people when we tweet it out, when we when we put it on our Facebook. Our Twitter is TNU Podcast. Uh, our Facebook is the New Utah Podcast. Um, share that stuff. Retweet that stuff. Don't just like it. Share it. And, uh, that should, uh, that should help other people, you know, hear and, and get the word out and, uh, and vote. Please vote. Yeah. MistyKSnow.com. Do it. Um, she definitely could use your vote. Uh, get your ballots in. Um, if you don't vote, you I cannot. I 250 complain. people in an hour. That's on fantastic. Saturday. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you go help with her thing? That's awesome. Yeah. Get your votes in, guys. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, I, I, it's your civic, right and and duty um i said duty go get your sticker <laughs> uh get your sticker or send your mail-in ballot in 
Um, don't bitch if you don't vote is all I can say. Exactly. And if you go and you vote for the same motherfucker that's been representing you in the state <laughs> legislature or in the Senate or in Congress. Or your and you, governor. Yeah, and you don't like what's been going on. Change it. Then Change vote it. for someone else <clears throat> and encourage your friends that think the same way as you to vote. Because uh, that's the only way things change. Utah is a lot more progressive than it lets on. And uh, if, if we get out and vote, if you encourage those that are like-minded to get out and vote, uh, I think you'll start to see some changes happen. Just think what we did with the caucuses earlier this year. They yeah, were It was amazing. The outcome of so many people came out and voted, and it was fantastic. We haven't seen anything like that in years. No, but... I agree with you. I think it was cool to actually see people really get out there, and especially because Utah had a cause. Well, and let's Utah be, went for Bernie like it was going out of style. But, but let's be clear. If you liked Bernie, Misty K. Snow represents a lot of the same values that Bernie did. She's Bernie is back. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and if you liked Bernie, uh, Trump and Evan McMullen are the furthest fucking thing from Bernie <laughs> you're going to find. Hillary... She's a Democrat. Yes, she's more central than anything. And uh, she's listening to Bernie. But at the end of the day, that's what you want in the presidency. You don't want ultra liberal, liberal craziness that won't ever get anything done. You want someone who knows how to get stuff done, how to make the deals that have to be made to get legislation passed. And, you know, it's Hillary. She's She's been doing it for a long time, and she's not blind to the social needs. And just think about it. I mean, Paul Ryan said himself that if the Democrats take over the Senate, guess who's going to be in charge of all the funding and all of that sort of stuff? Yeah. Bernie. Bernie will not be going away anytime soon. Bernie 2020. Um, he may be able to come. He he will still I be. Josh, I was like, you're Misty Case now. <laughs> One could only. Okay, Warren, but, Warren and, and Hillary. But. Warren Buffett. Well, eh, eh. no, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, not I'm, Warren okay, Buffett. I was kidding, people. Uh, or Jimmy. Billionaire. I'd vote for Jimmy. Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Buffett. And I would say, <laughs> <laughs> wasting away again, Margarita Bell. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it. The theme song of Caucasia. Uh, uh you know, <laughs> but get out and vote, and you talk make. You know, help make history. If if you know, if we can't elect Misty K. Snow for for whatever reason, which would be historical, the first millennial in office, the youngest senator to ever serve, uh, the first transgender person to serve, a Democratic senator for the state of Utah, which hasn't happened in God knows how long since nineteen twelve. Really? That yeah, ni- for a Democratic wow. senator, uh, and then Utah has not voted for a Democratic primary party uh candidate for, for the general election since the 60s yes, yeah since 64 we, we have the change. opportunity to do all of that and at the change very it. least you can get rid of dick faces like chris stewart from the utah house of representatives <laughs> or mike lee or well mike lee's in the u.s senate i'm talking about local legislature yeah maybe. but they've got dicks for faces <laughs> i know it's really hard That's not hard. to vote for a giant penis but do they come in different shapes and sizes? And it's not, guys. Yes. It's, it's not the choice between uh, a, a turd sandwich and a giant douche, always. Get to know <laughs> who your candidates are because they're not always. We're the most scatological <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> eh, there's a lot of South Park references in this podcast. Okay. All right, Josh. Say goodnight. Goodnight, Josh. Hope you feel better. Thanks, Josh. 
glad you said it. Get the fuck out of my house, man, Sookie. Bye. I got the last word. <laughs>